On the heels of busting makes me feel good. We are back. Welcome to Rural Chronicles, <laughs> brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I'm joined with the lovely Jennifer Gonzalez today. Hey, guys. Leo. Hey, guys. <laughs> and Ryan. What's happening? Oh, I really wanted him to say hey, guys. I was going for like, the Trinity. Like to, the Trinity sh- uh, to, to the shock uh, of everybody, Jen did not like my busting makes me feel good, even though it was a cliffhanger to today's <laughs> 30th anniversary and 35th anniversary conversation of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Because you say it all the time. Because it's just a fun. You ever. <laughs> when I fr- the, time. the first time I realized, and I was like, oh shit, that's what she said when I heard that song. I think it was like. That's not what she said. <laughs> well, goddamn, pal. <laughs> Sucks to be her. Yeah, wow. That's, that's rough. Rough. That's rough. <laughs> rough. My libido was questioned. <laughs> no. As a kickoff to this episode, we've got way, way, way too much information. No, no. I meant, like, in the song, the song has nothing to do with her anyway, so that's not what she said. Well, anyways, um,. As I mentioned, we're going to cover the 30th and 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters today. And then Ryan did a little extra homework and he did the 2016 version, which um, you fell asleep. Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, I oh really. wow. All right. So we'll dive more into that a little later. <laughs> um, but before that, we can get into a little bit of news. And then with the casting of not the casting, the announcement of all the villains in the upcoming Matt Reeves Batman movie, we're going to get the Catwoman again. We're going to get the Penguin again we're getting the riddler second time on on film second third wait second second yeah well yeah if you count the 66 66, jim carrey and then well gotham and gotham and then we're getting firefly awesome i'm looking forward looking forward to that that's gonna be very visually interesting i can't wait to see Um, that we're getting uh two-face nice that's second that no third 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 third. yeah tommy lee tommy lee jones and then um Aaron Eckhart. Eckhart, and yeah. then we are getting Mad Hatter, which I'm very excited about. Very, yeah. So, I mean, casting-wise, I have no idea where they're going to go. It it looks like they're going in the in the direction of young. True. Or youngish, like 20s, 30s. Because 30s, uh, yeah. Our patch is... 33. He's already... He's in his 30s already? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we looked it up uh, uh, a couple of... Oh wow! I, so I literally went in my pocket to get my phone so I could do research, and hey, I just, you don't have. And it. I realized, wait, I lost my phone. <laughs> so, in terms of casting, I can't think of anybody. But like you were saying, Leo, off the line, you were saying if they go comic wise, yeah. Catwoman should look a certain way. Yeah, like I think I think um, I think we had talk, discussed like Ruby Rose's look is very much like comic book. I think she's Selena a little busy, Kyle, but I think she's gotten she's in the Bat family. She's just not a villain. <laughs> And then I think, Ryan, you mentioned off the line like the Penguin, you'd like him to be more like the animated series. Yeah, like, you know, just like kind of fat, almost a fat cat, you know, like make him an arms dealer, make him the, give us the Iceberg Lounge and make him I'd a love high the end society lounge. That'd person. Be great. Um, and then Jen's like, I want oh, Danny like DeVito. James Gandolfini would have been a good Penguin. If yes. That, if that's the look oh, cool. oh, yeah. Oh, right? What? He wasn't gonna James Gandolfini? You think James Gandolfini was going to succumb to be the Penguin? Why not? Why not? Wait, hold on. Wait, Why do you what? say the word succumb? I guess a bad role. Or, it's, not a bad, it's not a bad role, but I think for certain people that consider themselves to be of a higher art, let's say, like they're not necessarily going to... Gandolfini like, did a lot. Would you have really seen... I think I, I, 
what I'm talking about is more at the point in his career. So maybe a James Gandolfini in his huh. younger years. But after you are Tony Soprano established and as... you've established a certain way, you really think like after that he would do a lot of like indie movies and stuff. But I don't see him going into a but you know what actually it might be different because there's also the other stream that comic book movies are very yeah. different now at yeah. this yeah. point so maybe now at this point if he were still alive he'd be down for it but i think of the batman and robin era yes he i agree was not gonna yeah. no i think anyone would have done I, it we're I, talking I, post dark knight post right. mc you were aware yeah. of, like you said comic right. book movies are oscar now a little bit <laughs> yeah. to a you know, higher art per se. I will, but right, like the younger, right. the campier. I couldn't see a James, like James Gandolfini. Totally agree. Oh, no, no, no. He was too busy I, kicking ass. Like I would have yeah. been like, no, I don't. Like I wouldn't see him even taking that role. Like I feel like even I think about Philip Seymour Hoffman, and to a degree. Now he was in Hunger Games, but that's not really a comic book character. That was sort of like a very. I guess that was a higher role in the sense. sci-fi. And then he, yeah. yeah. Well, they took the book serious, like right. the movie serious. So, so. Um, but I, I. But that's the, only, the, that's the look the that we all have. The only reason I would have been like hesitant on Gandolfini is he's too tall. Uh, I think they true. need to go short. Yeah, because the penguin is short and stocky. So I think they Kevin should... James. No, he, we need good actors. No, yeah, no. That's <laughs> the the look, the look, yeah, yeah, but like, definitely not. Like if the we acting. were look, if we were looking younger guys that were actually good actors, I would have said Josh Gad because oh. he does have the fat st- the fat short yeah. look but yeah. he's terrible so I, I... <laughs> no, now but... in the world where we actually get firefly on the big screen do we ever get man bat i hope oh, so wow. i love the man bat story <laughs> even though it's one episode in the animated series i re- and it was the pilot it was the first episode yeah. two wasn't there two episodes it was two. of man bat it was two? Well, there was yeah two. it was two there, it must have been later on the though, origin right? one was the first was the one. first episode but then they yeah. comes back when it's like uh, i think it's his wife or something it's a different man bat but it's someone else yeah. it's a man i bat. think they could they could have done that yeah they could like they could That'd make a whole so movie cool just on man bat as a villain that would be pretty dope um that's the thing with batman that's why i love him so much just the the rose gallery is so deep that you can be like, okay, let's pick this out. You can like the Mad Hatter is going to be on film. Yes. <laughs> I never. Well, that's uh, why like the Mad Hatter and Firefly are definitely. I'm going to love seeing Two Face. I'm going to love seeing Riddler. I'm going to love seeing Catwoman. But I really want to see the, the characters I haven't seen before. Exactly. I was listening to, uh, I think Fat Man on Batman earlier this week, and they were talking about was it or was it was either Fat Man on Batman or, um, Hollywood Babylon, one of the two, and Kevin Smith was saying like, um, how. Catwoman and and Penguin again. He would have liked to see more, yeah, uh, people that we haven't seen. That's why I do like Mad Hatter and I do yes, like love it. Firefly. It's like other than Batman, I think Spider Man's role gallery is like the same. It's like you have so yeah. much potential for Those so are the many top characters. Two, you think right? I would think yeah. the top two. Yeah, I mean the X Men have a pretty cool role gallery. Because Superman, Superman has actually interesting. Yeah, uh, I like Metallo. I like Parasite. You know, like when you Zod, get into like the C list ones, are actually pretty interesting. And I'll be honest, for when it comes to Superman, for some reason, especially from the animated series. I'm a Mr. Mixoplick, uh, Mark. <laughs> I love those episodes. I Gilbert Godfrey killed the voice. Yeah, he did I, kill I, the voice. I'm a calendar man, Mark, so I think... <laughs> Do you think Johnny Depp would be the Mad Hatter? Oh, I oh, like wow. that. The, the crossover is so dope. And and the funny thing, it's the Tim Burton crossover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not doing anything good with himself, so might as well. Johnny, De- Johnny Depp hasn't really made a good movie since I probably like Black Mass. I feel good in a hat. 
We've seen him in hats. <laughs> so what you're saying, you, you can't like act unless he's not he's very, he's very, no, I did not like Matusk. <laughs> I did not like that movie at all. Um, do not, Kevin, if you're listening, do not ever take a recommendation from David about watching <laughs> Tusk. Tusk, the movie, you will never Well, no, I, I, I've I, seen every Kevin Smith movie except Dogma. Don't. So I need, you've never seen Dogma? Seen Dogma? I can't find a co- I can't find a copy of it. And wow. Blue, the Blue I, guess, I got my, D- I'll lend you my DVD. Could, Oh, I'll take it because the Blu-ray and DVD copies are fucking expensive because it's yeah. out of print. So I, I love Dogma. Um, oh, Dogma is such a great film. But don't so, watch Tusk. So everybody. I made her watch it. Plus, it's a prequel to Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers. Yeah, which but you Yoga like. Hosers was really good. That's totally different. Tusk was I, just. I still love. Wow, I don't think I've ever seen this passion come from you for a movie to not watch. <laughs> yeah, she did. She didn't like. He, he oh, sit through Tusk. Oh, I've never seen it. So I'm like, ask her, I'm, ask her how she feels about the movie Mother. And then you'll get some real. <laughs> oh, you weren't here for that. I didn't it's a great mother. movie. It's a gr- It's funny. It's a great she, movie. It's not a great. It's movie. a really good movie. The symbolism in that movie is top notch. I remember blah, blah, blah. When, <laughs> when, Lee, when Lou used to when Lou used to be on the podcast, he hadn't seen it right, and then he decided to watch it one weekend, and then we came on, and you know how we do what we watch this weekend, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, "Yo, Jen, I saw Mother, and it was really good. She's the only one that doesn't like it on the show." It was, it was- Terrible. It's terrible. From what I heard of it, it's a very like it's trippy avant-garde yeah, type yeah, 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 film yeah. where it's, it's very not, trippy, like, straightforward plot. Everyone was it's very like divided huh. on their opinion of it. I, I can just, like, see I the sp- there and I, I understand like, why the split was there. Like I remember watching it, it's usually- and I understand the symbolism. I get it, but it was like <laughs> I'm never gonna get this time back. <laughs> it's I- never coming back. I think we need to make her watch it again. I think I gotta <laughs> watch it. <laughs> No, I won't. But other, although I do love Javier Bardem, he's so handsome. But moving on with that, uh, without hats, in huh? terms without hats, without hats, he's handsome. In terms of villains that maybe we get in later Batman movies, Mister Freeze, and we get that. So part I would, of Ice storyline. If this goes into the realm of like Arkham and the video games, it'd be cool if we just kind of get like a quick little taste of these villains and not go into trying to develop all their plots at the same time. I hope and not. maybe the next movies can go into individuals. I trust oh. Matt you know Reeves. I would like to see. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Right. Uh, I would love to see a comic book uh, accurate version of Zaz. Mm. I think that would be so dope. We've got like, a Zaz just... already in this ver- in the movies too. Yeah, but not oh, a comic. Yeah. Like, Gotham, the right? comic Gotham version, Gotham, like yeah. the one who cuts himself for every time he takes a life. Like it's so visually interesting the characters so messed up and so I you love guys watch gotham to... ryan leo yeah. how was he portrayed he was fun it was good it was good it was fun i i liked him but it wasn't comic book accurate that was my issue i think he was just started yeah his, his scars weren't it was he was younger in his career so like there wasn't True. a crazy amount of scars but yeah they definitely had it and if we do get a robin which we're not i don't think we're gonna get we're one not. who who do you which Robin do you want? You know who I re- oh you mean the Grayson Todd yeah. or Drake? I know I know Ryan wants Todd. No, I mean I like Todd and I like him as Robin in Titans, but once he dies, he should just stay dead. Oh why? <laughs> why Ryan? Uh, he he completely rips off his uh, killer. Like who the hell does that? Like it's such a stupid arc to do. I, don't know. <laughs> I would never thought of it. <laughs> so you're not a fan of the Red Hood, is what I'm gathering. <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck the red hood. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my thing. Like, uh, a buddy of buddy of the show, Christian, he said who I would have wanted, but we can't do that. He wants Damien. We can't do that. That'd be so uh, cool. Why can't you do that? Because Talia Gould's not there to bang, and Bruce is also a lot older. I have sex with 
to have intercourse with, to have marital relations. <laughs> marital relations, there you go. They're not married. I know. I'm just, we're being sarcastic. Extra curricular <laughs> activities. Anywho. But, but what if each, sorry, what if each movie, like say he has like a whole plot set up where each movie is a different Robin. So the first one we get Dick Grayson, then we get Jason Todd, then Tim Drake, and then we end up with Damien. Excuse me, you Thanks. forgot about one of my favorite Probably my favorite Robin. Don't say Carrie. Yes! Oh, God. I hate you. I hate you. Yes! Of a million sons right now. That's probably Jenny's favorite Robin because it's a girl. She's so annoying. No, she's not! I don't think I have a favorite Robin. Carrie Kelly's Grayson. awesome, Grayson's, man. Grayson's the top, but Carrie... No, I think we'll get I think we'll get Dick first. If but we is do... he the top? Yeah, that's what she said. Seen him <laughs> well, Dick Grayson's the, the one that we've seen the most. Right. Like, is that why he's really Who was the, the top? Because we've seen him the most. Well, Damien's, I think Damien, over, all jokes aside, I love Carrie Kelly, but I think Damien right now has become the most popular. He's Robin. the cool. He's the, right. he's, yeah, he's, he's just the coolest. You know who Damien is, right? The son. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. He's just the coolest. And Catwoman, no? No, he's Talia. the most dangerous no, of them. So that's why I don't think we'd get Damien first, but I mean, I would be so in for a Damien like, okay? solo of film. Batman movie. Yeah, right? I just like, like a solo I movie. I would love that. See, look at the... We just created a Batman universe, just, just saying. Just yeah. saying. And we didn't You're need welcome, any... Warner Bros. And we didn't, yeah, need right? any, and we didn't need to create, like, no a Marvel movie. type of universe. No. Just a singular Batman universe. What? Did <laughs> you say who you wanted for Nightwing? Oh, so I saw... An, Jen got happy when I saw this. So, so I saw someone posted this. I thought it was legit for a second. I'm like, no, but they're not catch, catch, uh, casting a Nightwing on this since we don't even have a Robin. I don't, and since we're doing younger Batman, it doesn't really make any sense. And who was he? Ben Barnes. Oh, like I think he'd be. They showed him like a like a drawing of him in the Nightwing suit, and I'm like, oh, I could get behind this. This looks Can't. this looks pretty good. And Jen's like, she gave me the look. She's like, oh, I'd be so in. And then, and then I, I see it. Why'd you make yourself? Yeah, why'd you make? Like that, no, like, why'd okay. you make her sound like like a geek? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you like see it too, right? Yeah, I'm 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 looking up. I'm looking for that exact photo, but holy crap! The, oh, I know the perfect Nightwing. Jason Pakalecki. Who? Jared. Jared Pakalecki. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> it's, 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 I was like supernatural. I knew you meant supernatural. Yes. Are we doing sorry. supernatural? No, 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 no. no we're not doing. <laughs> yeah, Jensen Echols could return as the Red Hood. You don't. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't care about. You know what? Like, if I, anyone could be the Red, Hood. the Red Hood. I'd be down for. It. Like, I, that's the only one I'm like, okay with. Because we we've, we've got to move on from this topic. Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> the whole Red Hood thing. Like I feel like I I never understood the hype because like this is a a character. That was killed off because he was voted hated. to be killed voted. off. Voted to be voted. killed off yes. in the comments because he was hated. Yes, just becomes he just because he comes back as a a bad guy, a cool guy, yeah. a cool bad guy. Everyone loves. I I I don't get it. Like I I just well keep in mind why he's people DC hated him Deadpool so much. is all he is, and not as funny. Is it, yeah, he is no. DC Deadpool. Yeah, you're right. No, but people hated him because of who he replaced. Oh, you no, replace yeah, the most. Grace, yeah. You can't replace Grayson and like not get some backlash. Like, but for some reason, everybody loved Todd. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Drake. I don't care yeah, for Drake. Tim Drake was awesome. He was all right. Well, you hate Carrie Kelly, so Carrie you Kelly's. really don't like her. <laughs> nah, dude. It's like I uh, like her in the. Dark, I love her in the Dark Knight. I love the origin. I love the whole thing. But everything else I've seen her in, I in give the her Dark Knight Three: The Master Race, which yeah. is the follow up to. Yeah. She's in it. And she plays a much bigger role, and I won't say anything mm-hmm. else. But she is yeah. pretty dope in that too. Man. I gotta finish that series. It, it finishes okay. 
Like it's better than Strikes Again. Dark Knight Strikes Again is fucking brutal. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's nowhere near Dark Knight Returns. Okay. So, but it's still very good. But uh, moving on from that, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer, but the first trailer to Doctor Sleep. Yeah, that looks freaking wild. Uh, right. That's the sequel to The Shining. Uh, yeah. No, I did see that. I did so, see the. Uh... I'm not a fan. It's not that I'm not a fan. I think the show's a little bit overrated. The Haunting on Hill House. I think it's very... You're overrated. <laughs> Your face is overrated. <gasps> wow. Yeah, I went there. That, that's the face you chose to... Yeah, you yeah, yeah, sure. to. <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, that's a good comeback. She's that's right. so nice. I think... I love you. I think, <laughs> <laughs> she knows. I, I think the show is very well made. Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's really good. Like, it's, yeah. Don't believe David. Should, should it be Tusk and then... Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like don't... This, this is not Tusk. It's a good show. It's it's a good show. By nowhere, by nowhere, nowhere is is it bad. The writing is very good. I just feel like it. It never. People hailed it as like the scariest thing since sliced bread, and I'm like, it's not. It's it's atmospheric scary. It's like it's everything um, throughout the episodes. I believe it's ten episodes, and everything like gets revealed and revealed to itself. But every episode connects. There's everything. You know, basically, this family lives moves into the house and they're there to fix it up and then flip it. That's the whole purpose. So they're there for the summer to flip the house, fix it up, flip it, and then be out. And as they start, they're there and all like these different things happen. And it's very atmospheric. Like it's very, it's a lot like the conjuring, like where it has sort of that atmospheric, but not as good. Okay. And whatnot. No, I think it's good. Well, I don't got a lot, a lot of fans though, that the fan following for that was not as good as the conjuring. Is I don't it, know. I think it's. I think it's just. As is good. it an? Is it Netflix original Netflix. or Netflix is it like an original. adaptation of a book? Well, oh, it's, it's a, a haunt. Nef- it's a haunting on Hill House. Well, it's a. Uh, it's based off of the haunting by I believe it's uh, Shelley Jackson. Okay. But it's not the exact story. But it's based off of the idea of the that a family like inspired moves. by. It's, it's kind of like the. By, got right. it. It's the best version of that story. Because it's been done a little bit. Okay. It's yeah, but done. this is uh, they change things a- around a little mm-hmm. bit. Here. Okay. So atmospheric wise. Great cinematography, beautiful. It's just I just never got the great hype. I thought it was very good. I just it's not something that I'd call amazingly great. So, but seeing the Doctor Sleep trailer, cinematography wise, it's similar to the show. So I was oh. like, oh, like I I'm already getting like the vibe, the vibe that this atmospheric wise is going to be really really good I didn't know it was a sequel to The Shining well they show clips of it in the trailer it's it's funny because I didn't know there was a sequel to The Shining (laughs) oh it's it's based on the book so uh, I don't know anything about it which is I'm I'm going in blind nice because I we're doing a Stephen King episode later in the year after the movie comes out and a friend of the show Adrian will be on because she's actually read all these books I haven't and I don't know if any of us, I but I've read. seen all the movies, I so I get, we can get, do like get, it'd be like a I great. I get most of my book knowledge from Jenny and from my <laughs> work wife. <laughs> so like we can. The good thing is we can have that comparison. We've seen the movies, and they can get they can school us on the books, kind of like the Game of Thrones episode. Nice. So I saw the trailer, and I'm like, all right, I'm loving the little the little nuances, and I love the little callbacks to The Shining, because a lot of people, and I think we had this discussion off the line with with Adrian that. Um, she was curious if the book was going to be the movie is going to be based on the book or is it going to be a sequel directly to The Shining. Uh-huh. So they eliminated that right away in the trailer by showing clips from the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. And then the end of the trailer where he goes back into the Overlook and he sees the red rum on the yeah, on yeah, yeah. The, and the door that Jack Nicholson broke open, Jack Torrance, 
and then it ends with the score of The Shining. Dude. It hooked you. I was like, November, get here now. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't go for an October release since it is a horror movie. Hmm. Yeah, Halloween. So it may be... Was it early November or what was it? First uh, week after Halloween. That's why. Oh, interesting. So I think the whole um, releasing in November could mean awards that they may have pushed it a little later in the award season, but we'll see. Got it. The other two trailers that came out this week that I don't know if you guys saw were the Frozen 2 trailer. (laughs) Yeah. Did not see that. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be really serious, man. It doesn't look like it's going to be as happy-go-lucky as the first one. It's going to be happy-go-lucky. Mm. Less Olaf, the better. Fair. I liked Olaf a lot in the first one. There's but a that... lot of there's a lot of Josh Gad hate going on today, from what I realized. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey. I just, I just look. He falls under the line of like Kevin Hart and in terms of male comedian actors, I got comedic it. actors, because they're one-trick ponies. I feel. Yeah. They scream. Screaming does not make you funny. To me, yeah. To some went, people, I mean, Kevin Hart has a lot of fans, but the realization is he he's big because there are not many great comedians out anymore that are made the transition to acting. Right? Yeah, I think I think there was a one once upon a time I heard like the 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 the, the statement that the only reason that Kevin Hart has a career is because Cat Williams had to go to jail or something. Yeah, or that it, Eddie Murphy decided not to act anymore. Yeah, so it's, but I get it. You get what I mean? So that's that's how I feel with that. But yeah, Frozen Two. I'm I'm I haven't. I'm gonna watch it. Full disclosure: never seen Frozen. Oh, yeah. It was. Really, I haven't seen its entirety. It was really. It's really good. It's really good until everyone decided to destroy it and over overdo it and become obsessed with it, and it was everywhere. I think that's why I stayed away from it. I'm like, because I I feel like it's gonna be a good movie. I recently watched not recently, but I, same thing with Coco. I didn't watch Coco. You like Coco? Like, it was good. It was yeah, cute. I like really, Coco really cute. a lot. Um, I know Jenny like. Jenny cried in Coco. Oh my God, the ending. So <laughs> um, I, I Pixar always yeah knows what to do to pull our strings. Speaking of that, uh, the reviews to Toy Story came out last week. We talked about early reactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toy Story is now certified fresh at a hundred percent. Interesting. Nice. So it falls under the ranks of all three of them. A hundred percent is the first one. Hundred percent is the second one. Ninety. Ninety nine. And now this one's 100% certified. Damn. So far, from the reviews that i seen, we're going to cry. Well, definitely. I remember G mentioned something on um, on his Instagram, and I think Jenny kind of started tagging us all into it about like how how much we hold up those ratings to like whether or not so, we want to watch a movie. That's a really good conversation I would have we liked have. To, I would like for him to be here. But I'll yeah. Just, I'll At say a later a little, date. But yeah. I will say a little bit on that. So I think Ron Tomatoes is, for the most part, like to me – 90-95% accurate into what I like and dislike. And I also have... I don't consider myself just a casual guy. I do really pay attention to a lot of the nuances of movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I think people really... I was surprised to see that article, too, because the way Ron Tomatoes is a ratings... And the reason that article was released was based on the X-Men Dark Phoenix reviews yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. And then, like, the re- like G, for example, dropped his review, and he gave it two and a half out of four, right? On Rotten Tomatoes, that's a rotten review. So it kind of contradicts there because you're like, like, you're saying, oh, you were entertained, but then your review would be a rotten review <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. 
based on their rating and their metric system. I guess there's always well, I guess once G's back on, yeah, we'll, we'll go a, more a, into we'll it. We'll get more into um, it. But I definitely think it was a cool topic just to like to, to discuss like how everyone's come really like pretty much Rotten Tomatoes is like the end all. You go there to see if a movie's gonna be yeah. good, and sometimes you do it to the point where you don't even watch the movie for the movie. Um, I will say it does aid sometimes. It does because let's say there's three movies to watch, and it only aids in this, these situations for Jen and I. I'm speaking on Jen's behalf. If I'm, you know, if she wants to cut me off, then whatever. But like, when we have like three, for example, uh, two or three weeks ago, we had Aladdin, we had Ma, we had Godzilla, and I think there was something else that dropped. Right. So Ryan helped us there because. We knew we wanted to see Aladdin, but we kind of didn't know what else we wanted to see that weekend. Got it. To and then pick. because RT was not as high on Godzilla as I thought it would be, we skipped it. I still want to see it yeah. because I do enjoy the 2014. But you can prioritize. But I, yeah. it helps me prioritize more. I never – and that's I think it's silly that people don't watch movies because it's low, just on, because tomatoes. It's low on tomatoes. Yeah. I still watch them. I just maybe I prioritize them at a later date, Fair. let alone – opening weekend or something like that Fair. like i'll watch uh i'm trying to think all horror movies i i really if it's nothing out i'm gonna watch it because i really prioritize horror movies Got at it. the top and horror movies still get a bad rap but like i think people need to create their own opinion and yeah. i think people still to this day have a very low understanding of how ron tomatoes works and i see it on these super uh, comic book movie stuff that you know they're like oh these Rotten Tomatoes hates DC. So you know what? When when we when we have the conversation with everybody and G's on, yeah, too, like we should maybe do that too. Like go through like a breakdown of how it works and like what it really is. Yeah, because and then the con the the other argument with that is the audience score. Yeah, the audience score I think is the most bullshit thing on that website because it goes into the fact that people are vengeful and they want to tear a movie down. Yeah, Captain Marvel, Black Panther. Or just of the two that the yeah, two I don't think ones. there should be. First of all, so like with Rotten Tomatoes, I never used to look at it. I never once went on the website before we started dating because you were always like, "Oh, let's see what the score is," and I'm like, "Just watch the movie." Yeah, I was like, "This is a great movie." Like I would suggest an old movie to him, and he wouldn't watch it unless the score was like higher. Something than on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. And I'm like, just watch the movie. I was also a lot of old films. They don't have people reviewing them, mm-hmm. so <gasps> of course they're gonna be so. Like your main classics, like a Casablanca or or Citizen Kane, are going to be higher. But the ones that are obscure and just as good, yeah. no one's going to, no one's reviewing them. So of course they're going to have like a zero score because no one's there. Fun fact: Grease two, thirty eight percent. Doesn't matter. Thirty eight too high. Thirty eight. Thirty eight should be thirty seven percent lower. And I'm going to do a Grease two episode one day. Oh no! You're all going to suck it. Okay. So you know, like. I, so I, whenever he says it, I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't really give a shit about whatever the score is on Fair, there. Yeah. Because in all honesty, it's someone's opinion, and I like to form my own. So you know what I base yeah. it off of? If the movie trailer looks good. Yeah. If the movie trailer looks like shit, then I'm, then I'm less enticed to And that's why I think it's so important. Movie trailers are so important. And you don't realize when you're watching them before you see the movie how much they kind of do end up giving away. Mm-hmm. But because you mm. don't have the nowadays. context. Nowadays. Nowadays. But like you, because you don't have so much in context, you can't put it together yet until after you see a trailer, after you've seen the movie, and you're like, oh, wow, okay. Like Avengers Endgame, I don't think gave anything away. But most of the, mostly other trailers tend to do that. Yeah, but yeah. like that is what 
that that's what entices you to go see a movie. I think if if a movie has a shitty marketing plan and like only comes out with a trailer a week before, then you can't be surprised if your box office sucks because you didn't put money into it to yeah. spread it out to every everyone. So and Ryan Tomatoes that audience score I don't agree with it Complete because shit. All, you have all these trolls and you have people that are just mm-hmm. want to be negative and like just throw shit out there. And then even still, like you're looking at the audience score, but you you were one person out of this whole audience. And like, to counter what Jen said, I actually you know. prefer I look at RT scores before I care about movie trailers. Hmm. Because I think hmm. there's movie trailers are worse today than they were in the past. You mean they give too much Out, away? Or outside, you mean? Yeah. Outside yeah. of like Marvel. Or Star oh. Wars outside of Disney. <laughs> I think trailers, like Jen said, give way too much away. That's why I'm surprised that DC is holding so much back in, in the Joker trailer because we saw it again yesterday. And every time I see it, I can't, like, I'm more excited for it mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. movie gives nothing away. And I'm surprised that the studio was able to, especially Warner Brothers, is able to hold back. That's why I really. So, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I think, like, when Jenny was saying what she pays attention to to make her want to watch a movie, other than, like, any relation to the source material. So, like, if it's a book you've read, I'm guessing you're like, oh, I want to watch the movie. Yeah. Like, that'll pick do the same thing or maybe just even actors or who's attached to the film. Right. Like, those are also, oh, yeah. if, even if the trailer is crap, but I'm like, I'm a huge, like, I'm a Tim Burton fan. So, I'll watch a Tim Burton movie even That's if the trailer sucks. That's a very good point. Um, like, I... I don't know what the fuck the next Christopher Nolan movie is about, oh. but, but Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite. Exactly. It's my favorite direct, so that's living director outside of Scorsese. The Joker, the Joker movie has so many big names attached to it that it doesn't need to do any marketing. Except, except the director was my only concern. And I mean, the and trailer he, but, looks but amazing. Even then, but, would, you, would you have not have watched it just because of the director? Or you still would have seen it, it's right? Joker's my favorite character right? outside of Batman, so I would have watched <laughs> yeah. it. Go ahead. So Leo brings up a good point, right? If there's a book that you've read and that you love and then you see a movie. So, for example, and then also another example of a trailer giving too much fucking away oh. is <laughs> Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Because the book by Maria Semple is fantastic. It's a great book. You should read it. You, you, you're you enthralled until the end. Okay. So then they decide to make the movie with Kate Blanchett. She's going to be great in the role. Fantastic. Then we're sitting in the theater. We're watching the movie trailer. And then they give away a whole big fucking point of the book. Oh, no. And I don't want to say it's a spoiler for someone else that maybe hasn't read the book or wants to read the book or wants to see the movie. But they fucking give it away right there on the screen. And you should ask David. I turned to David. I was like, I'm so angry right now. So I didn't read the book? I was like, oh, this looks interesting. They gave away the whole thing. Basically, like the whole thing. Like it was just like written out. Like this is how it ends. I mean, the title of the book and the movie is called Where'd You Go, Bernadette? And they tell you where she goes in trailer. (laughs) 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 So... Like, uh, and the movie has everything. Yeah, yeah. The it movie, has a great cast. The movie has everything great I want. Cast. Richard Linklater's directing goes exactly to what you said. Yeah. I love Richard, Richard Linklater. And I love Kate Blanchett. I think Kate Blanchett Billy is like, in it. like, there's a bunch of people oh, in this good cast, movie. Yeah. Like, I'm still going to watch like it yeah. because I've never read the book. I kind of don't want to watch it now in protest because I'm of just so what angry you, yeah. that they gave it away in the movie trailer. Look out now, for look, the... I read the book, so that's why I know. But And I guess to someone that hasn't read the book and is just looking, they're not going to It won't ruin it, it completely, but, but yeah. I think it ruins the work. Yeah. The narrative work. Look out for the Bernadette petitions <gasps> started oh, by yeah. Jen Tomas. <laughs> Starting it up tomorrow. And then the last trailer that for the week was... Um, and what, like. You mentioned Leo. We'll continue when G's back. Yeah, yeah for continue sure. Continue the R- RT debate. Um, I've seen the first two, uh, Three from Hell. It's the sequel to 
House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Uh, looks like a Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> um, and that's why I won't be watching hold it. Hold up. So House of a Thousand a Corpses. From Jenny I today. like House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm like on it today. I had my Duncan. Yeah. I like it. I'm feisty. House of a Thousand Corpses I like until the end. The end is really stupid. Devil's Rejects is really good. I think Devil's Rejects is his best movie. I agree. Um, I was so grossed out by House of a Thousand Corpses. That wasn't even that gross. It was gross. I don't, I don't know. I remember watching it and being like so turned off, like so grossed out, so everything that I was like, this is terrible, and I don't like Rob Zombie. Well, Devil's Rejects is good. It's a completely different movie. It was, as Leo can, if yeah, Leo's it, it. It was, it was a, so it's funny. I'm, I'm always a fan of something that just is different. Right, oh, it's different. It's very different. I think. I think that's why I kind of like. Even if the movie did have some parts where it's like, meh, uh, the fact that it was original and fresh, it yep. just kind of like. I was like, all right, you know what? I can. I can get behind it just and appreciate it. And like this one doesn't really give anything away. It's just like cool. a teaser trailer. Um, but the thing was Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie's not a good, very good writer. <laughs> he doesn't know how to write anybody. Yeah. He he's not a bad director. No. If someone gives him something to direct, like <laughs> if the material is made for him, he yeah. Like I'm not. A, we've talked about this in in Halloween episodes. I don't love the Halloween remakes. I think the first one I can accept. It's fine. It's you know whatever. They should have never been done. However, when you give him some the last when you, he's rebooting essentially Halloween in the last forty minutes of the of the remake it's good stuff like there's some good shots there but when he's telling his story of little mikey and all this cursing and fuck you fuck you bitch fuck you this fuck you that that's where you like, like, like you. dude you don't know how to write anybody <laughs> like it's just so bad Got so it. i'm gonna watch it because i do like devil's rejects i'm curious to because i think they get killed in devil's rejects so i don't know how the hell <laughs> this, this is gonna work but we'll see we'll see all right and then the last bit of news right do you have any news because i know you always have something um, at the end <laughs> Oh, that's so Actually, no, okay. I have no news. What the, what the hell? <laughs> the, the one time I'm like, Ryan, yeah. you got anything? I was waiting for like, Ryan's like, hey, guys, I actually have something to say. I'm like, oh, dang it, nothing. All right. Um. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but Black Christmas is getting remade again yeah. by Blumhouse. Yeah. Oh, but Blumhouse, I mean, I think Blumhouse has gotten to the point where it's like, I, I trust them. I love yeah. Black Christmas because Black Christmas... <clears throat> You've never seen Black Christmas, have you? Jen? I have. The original. So Black yeah. Christmas ends with you... Not the last remake. No, no, no. Black <laughs> Christmas ends with you don't see the killer. You never see him. And he gets away, actually. Yeah. But in well, the I think remake... It was also around that same time that they were doing a lot of horror movies. Because isn't the... When you see the original When a Stranger Calls, doesn't he kind of get away, too? Oh, I don't know. I had I, never I seen the original. So, the one with Carol uh, Kane. But... The point is, like Jen mentioned, the remake. The remake goes into his origin. Mm. I'm like, no, Jason Blum being behind it, maybe. But I, I, uh, it's fine. I have a bit of news that I you brought up to my attention, which I'm considerably bummed out about. So it looks like uh, Avengers Endgame did not beat Avatar. No, it did not. Yeah, uh, two point three billion, two point three eight billion, and it's still about fifty something million away. Dang it! Don't we still have time? No, it's over. They're out of theaters already. Dang it. Yeah, yeah, but aren't they going to do like another theatrical If they run? do, if they, they, yeah, said, the if they do, do it, re-release it. it. It's the only way to do it if, they, it's the only way to do it if, if they re-release it. How did, but <sighs> I don't understand. 
understand. How, how did Avatar? Yes. Like, how? Why do we live in a world where that happened? Like, why did that happen? <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, and I have no interest to see the movie. But like, from what I remember in 2010, talking about movie trailers, like that shit looked. Weird. Yeah. So like, you, have why? you seen Avatar? Yes, I saw it once. I saw Endgame four times. It's how <laughs> the mother effing heck did that happen? <laughs> so. What I'm thinking is, is it, it was it more was Avatar more of like an overseas? Oh, I do have something. Is that why? <laughs> Hold on, right? Um, is that was why? it inflation? Like, well, both, can can you explain this? Well, to Avatar, me? well, Avatar, Avengers Endgame is more made more money overseas than it is here, mm. like by a lot. Like I think by 500 million. Was it like is it adjusted income? Is it's, like no, no. This is straight, straight up. Yeah, straight, straight up. up. Straight up. Why? Uh, How? So the problem is that Avatar had a longer lifespan in theaters. <sighs> Avengers. Everyone saw Avengers opening weekend. Yeah. And it just, you had a lot of people you rewatch it. Like, was, we were, I've seen yeah. it four times. You've seen it four times. It just progressively died quicker. Dang it. But it's true, actually, because also, I mean, they don't leave movies. I feel like movies now come out and, like, you got two weeks tops to see it or even to try to see it, like, that first week because then they start to limit on the show times. Well, like Avatar didn't. Things. Like, I mean, like Avengers Batman, didn't do that. Right? Like, didn't wasn't Batman out in theaters for like a year? You'll find out next week, right? So like, it's <laughs> Ooh, not teaser. It's, like, they don't do that anymore. Like, can you imagine having a movie out in theaters? If let's just put it this now? way: so with bummed. the amount of time Batman '89 was in theaters, I probably would have seen it like twenty times. And a little teaser for next week. But in terms of Avengers, uh, I don't think that had anything anything to do with it. I think it was just because it stayed. I kept track every week of how many theaters still had it in each and it was still averaging until this week about six or seven screenings Damn. it's just lost a sad lost world, legs girl, it's a sad world and it in the long run the crazy thing is in the long run it doesn't even top any all-time record of all-time box office isn't that crazy i'm heartbroken opening right weekend yeah but it didn't beat star wars and i don't think anything will ever beat force awakens because of the whole I remember 2015 very well, and I remember the hype for yeah. Force Awakens. So, if it if it's going to do an Oscar push, then I think it'll get re-released and it'll top it. Because oh, Avatar, di- fun fact, Avatar didn't get that until a re-release. Okay, mm. well, there's hope. So Avatar did get a re-release, and that's how I got to that okay. point. So a little bit of hope there. We'll see. I mean, if they get an if they get a re-release during Oscar season, just to if they want to push it for anything, yeah, it'll break it easily. But Disney doesn't care because Disney owns Avatar now, so <laughs> so they're just so they're just like whatever. Um, and then what was your news ride before we move on? Um, it's a quick little uh, interesting tidbit about reboot actually. Um, so Kevin Smith went live yesterday, and he was saying how he wanted to put the actors. He doesn't have any opening credit sequence. He just has the title card in the very beginning, and that's it. Now, when you're a member of the uh, Screenwriters Guild and the Directors Guild. The writer and director have to be first at the end credits if you do it that way. Hmm. Now, he wanted to put the cast first because, like, look, I'm the writer and the director. I don't mind not being first. I'm all over this film. It's no big deal. Like, no, it's just the way it has to be. Hmm. And they still would not let him. They wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do with his own movie. I found that to be absurd, and I just wanted to share that with uh, you guys. Well, a little little insight into that, that. That's interesting. That's crazy. Um, is that normal, Dave? No. Like, sometimes usually there's a, a perfect example again is Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan never has Christopher Nolan pretty much 
starts the movie and had, doesn't have any credits until the end. Got it. Um, the only thing they have is the studio opening, like the Warner Brothers, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, Sin Copy, and then onto the movies. But at the end of the movie, you, he always has the title. And then a film by Christopher Nolan, huh. always before the cast. So Ryan's right on that. I gotta pay attention. Like, I'm, to that. I'm thinking. I was just thinking if he's the only one that I know off the top of the head that doesn't use uh, titles uh, credits at the beginning of the movie. Hmm. So Good yeah, that, yeah. That, like they would not let him. In. Like, look, it's just I'm like he even sat there. Like, no, this is the way it has to be done. It's protective. I'm like, no. But the only person will be hurt. He's like, the only person will be hurting is me, and it's not hurting me at all. And I'm willing to let them go. Like, no, we have to do it. And it's funny because he says, like, he always does appearances for him. So he's like, yeah, no, that's going to be a little less. And he's like, I never really pay attention to the voting time. But now I know two names I'm going to be looking for to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So last bit of news, which kind of will take us into what we watched and uh, our main topic. Yes. One more. Russian Doll got renewed for season two for anyone that watches it on Netflix. It's a really good show with Natasha Leon, mm. And uh, I, would, I would watch it. Highly recommend it. Very good. Very funny. Cool. And then I have some news about the upcoming Ghostbusters 3. Ooh. So over the weekend, yesterday actually, um, it was com- confirmed that Annie Potts is in talks to re- Annie Potts is Janine. Nice. And nice. Then last week during Ghostbusters Fest, they had a Wizard World through a little fan fest for the 35th anniversary of the movie. Jason Reitman, director of Ghostbusters 3, he stated... He said Sigourney has read the screenplay. Uh, Bill Murray has read the screenplay. Dan Aykroyd's read the screenplay. And Ernie Hudson has read the screenplay. If all goes planned, we're going to start shooting in the next five weeks. Wow. And Sigourney Weaver pretty much said she's in. So I think everyone is coming back. The only one that's not coming back, it seems, is Rick Moranis. But he's I was re- about to say, do he's you retired. think any chance? He's retired. He did the thing in the Goldbergs, like a like a voiceover in the on the, on the Goldbergs. Hmm. Uh, I would say what's the Ghostbusters without Rick Moranis because he's really yeah really funny. In part, and you part specifically, him, yeah. yeah, he's really funny. Um, but other casting news: the main protagonists of the movies have been cast, so it's going to be a family of three: a mom and two kids. Uh, so so Finn Wolf Wolfhard from Stranger Things and It, he's been cast uh, as the older brother McKenna Grace, Captain Marvel, and she's in. Isn't she in the Haunting on? She the, is McKenna Grace. And then Carrie Coon will play the mom. Hmm. So it's good cast. And then I, they haven't said it, anything in terms of what the movie is going to be about, but it said it's going to be a love letter to the 1984 original uh so nice yeah i can't wait and that pretty much brings us into what we watched this week i i think i gotta pick up the pace oh yeah (laughs) because i'm i'm starting to fall behind uh on my on my countdown to 500 but uh, what do you see this week, Leo? Honestly, not much of anything. I've been really swamped at work. So uh, just specifically Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, uh, the NBA Finals. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's not talk about the NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and still, every once in a while, just uh, catching up on friends. But nothing new. Nothing new on my end. Right. I actually, Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, the remake. And yesterday I did a nice little double feature thanks to A-List. I watched the new Men in Black. <sighs> the best, the, the best way to describe the wait, new Men in Black. Hold it, hold it, because we're gonna. I have something that we're gonna talk about it because we saw it yesterday too. Oh shoot! Okay, 
And I also saw Shaft, which Why? I... Oh, wow. Why? I enjoyed the fuck out of that. I enjoyed the 2000s movies. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I enjoy- It was fun. So I watched it. It was fun. It was, you know, it, it made me sad that there was only two other groups in the theater. It That's was like it? me and three other people. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, it made me sad because it was fun. It was well done. It paid a lot of homage to the 2000s. It was a very big love letter. Wow, you really may have good... been the only person that saw the 2000s shot, too. <laughs> <laughs> And it paid uh, and it paid homage to the uh, series from the uh, the old series. Um, they even do like a little fun thing, like where they take the plot of Samuel Jackson since it's part of it, and he's like, "Oh, same old song and dance." And then they go to like the running kind of plot of the uh, old TV series, and uh, he goes, "You know, oh, so same old, same old." And it was just like a lot of fun nuances, and it was just fun. I, I really did enjoy it. I actually would recommend it to anyone if you if you like comedy. It's a nice little escapism. It's you know not gonna it's not gonna knock over. You know, it's not gonna break any. Uh, box office records obviously with three people in the theater but <laughs> it was really really good i enjoyed it jen i saw men in black yesterday and we saw the two co- ghostbusters yes so mm. from that's it right yeah oh well actually the other day on thursday i had a girls wine night shout out to adrian and yeah. we watched wine country on netflix um the beginning starts off a little slow but it did get better and we were drinking wine so it was great I saw Logan. Nice. <laughs> it's funny. I posted it on my IG oh, story, yeah, and Leo did. commented right away on it. Was it was like right after we we recorded, I think, too. You inspired me <laughs> to watch Logan. Still holds up yeah. really, really well. I, I, I watched that movie, and I already know what would annoy Leo. And I think Logan's death at the end and X twenty three just uh You don't like Logan? I liked it. I appreciated it. I just it's it, look, it, it, same to you, source material wise, I'm I like cried. it had so much potential. I cried so much. So yeah. I think Leo would have been Hugh Jackman is awesome. Leo would have rolled his eyes at the scene where he does die, where Logan dies and she yeah. turns across into to an, an X. X. I'm like, Come <laughs> on, bro, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, Oh Leo Leo's rolling his eyes as I watched literally, this. Literally literally rolling yeah, my yeah, yeah. My eyes are just I also saw Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. And, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> 3. <laughs> oh, still. Shout out to Alex DeMarco because he says he doesn't like Toy Story 3. I'm like, yo, you have no taste in life. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> so it's still depressing as shit. Absolutely. But even if you know there's a four coming, you still get upset. Like, and it's still just, and I cried not when you think they're going to die. Because even when I saw it, I knew they were, it's Disney. You're not going to burn these toys. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, though. It was like a horror movie. Those things dark, been dead. Dark, really cool. but, uh, I cry at the end where he plays with them for the last, last time, time. And they finally, because the movie's about letting go, about mm-hmm. Woody letting go of Andy and stuff like that. So Could uh, you imagine... They ended it with the toys burning and then credits. <laughs> it's like, it uh, is Pixar, but. <laughs> to infinity and boom. <laughs> um, yeah, that would have destroyed people. I also saw Men in Black 1, 2, 3, and then we saw International yesterday. So 1 still holds up. 2 is terrible. Um, 3 is fine. Thanos is in it. Brolin, yeah. <laughs> As a young Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And then we saw International yesterday. All right, so, right, here's my quick take on it. Um, it's probably tied f- with three as the second best in the franchise. I think it's getting a lot of heat because they didn't really try to do anything different. Essentially, it's a Men in Black movie. Got it. There's yeah. really nothing 
different at all from it. But uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa, Tessa Thompson? Thompson's chemistry, they just carry it on from the MCU. That's awesome. It's like they're they're great together. Uh, and that's pretty much – oh, the villain doesn't talk the entire movie. <laughs> so that's a – it's a bold annoyance. Uh, yeah, I was like, it's a bold strategy there. <laughs> yeah, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. I hope <laughs> yes. It and my favorite one, <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah, Pawnee. Pawnee was awesome. That's yeah. the little one? The, the little, little one, yeah. The, yeah. Little, the little creature um, who is voiced by... <laughs> Please don't say Josh Gad. Please don't no, say Josh no, Gad. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's just trying to say his name uh, correctly. Yeah. Kumail Nanjani. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's from the big city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's you know. hilarious. Yeah, he's like really, really good. I think because he has such good. I've seen him in other shows like yeah. Franklin and Bot. The Bash. I love him in Franklin and Bash. Yeah, and like things. So he's just good, but like you hear him, he has a very distinct voice. Yeah. So he was really good, and his the inflection mo- is. The movie, when it wants to be funny, is not funny. That's a problem, too. Got it. Like, yeah. like, like you could tell during the movie I that. No, I thought they were funny together. But Chris I think there was a lot of jokes that felt very, very flat. Like if you thought they were forced, kind of. Like thing. Hemsworth is not Hemsworth funny. Hemsworth is just good and funny. And yeah, I, I like seeing him, but good to look at. Is he like? <laughs> it really hurt me seeing him in beautiful shape again. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, he took his shirt off, and I'm like, well, well, no, we won't look like Chris Hemsworth ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think, Rye? Any different thoughts? I I kind of disagree with I actually put it on the bottom i did not really enjoy it. the fact that it started off with a taken joke kind of annoyed me <laughs> i mean they had a hammer joke <laughs> like chris Hemsworth picks up a hammer no way but the first joke you make I is a taken joke now. <laughs> that was a good joke i actually got it it was pretty funny oh ryan i would say like if like i saw it so i'll probably never really watch it again yeah. Not for any reason, but just like I probably it's just not gonna be something I'm gonna gravitate to, like I need to see this movie. But like you know, I watched it and I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, it is what Dude, it is. It's very right. this was just this it's... was this might have been just me. But I would love to find out the sequential order that they shot the scenes because I feel what's Valkyrie's real name, I apologize. Tessa I Thompson. Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Uh, Tessa Thompson. I feel like there were scenes where you can tell she's like, yes, I'm part of Men in Black. This is awesome. And then she realized what that wasn't as good as she hoped it would be. Because I feel like sometimes she not phoned it in, but the heart wasn't as in it in some scenes as it was in others. That was just my... And it's better than that fucking part two, man. Laura Flynn Boyle's the villain. Rosario Dawson's like an alien and needs to get sent back to space. Ugh. Part two rough. I'll put it right above two, but not far. It goes for me. It goes one, three, international two. Right. Well, that's the same ranking for me, but I'd have to rewatch three and four back to back, and then whatever. We'll see. Moral of the story: the only great one is the first one. One. Yeah. And I don't know why we. I don't know why the film exists. I don't think. Why did they change the guy in the in in the in the hallway? That's the other thing that even bothered me a little Maybe bit. Maybe he died. He died. I don't know. Oh, yeah, for- he was already old in 1997. True. <laughs> <laughs> no, the when you no, walk in, the when Will Smith, the security guard, it changed him. Oh. So oh, I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, yeah, I think he was already old in '97, <laughs> like in his like 70s. And I was a huge, huge, huge fan of the animated series as a You're kid. The only one. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of that. Ghostbusters, a fan of, but I don't know if uh, Same here. Black. Um, and I. 
like like the kind of continuity they set out, like where there was worms in every single one, but they just used the same worm. I love worms were my fi- one of my favorite aliens from the original trilogy. I love like their uh, clips and stuff, and the fact that they were just kind of like going from London, New York. That but I don't know. Like I love the idea of Men in Black, and I feel like some of it. They were just trying, like, oh, now that it's updated, here's new tech that we can have, and that's part of the reason why we're making the movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like some of it was just too much new tech, new, like, focus on the tech and the uh, new aliens and not as much as the story-driven, I felt, like yes, the original yes. Men in Black no, was. So I, al- I also think it doesn't work as well as you'd like to is because Kingsman exists. Ah, uh, so Kingsman did it better. Kingsman does a lot of, like, new technology and all that stuff, and I know it's trying to be a comedic version of... James, James Bond, Bond, yeah, but like seeing the extra tech that they use, and I'm and then I'm watching Men in Black, and I'm like, oh well, you know, got it. So okay, cool. But Men in Black now in theaters, and the box office will surely suffer again this week because I don't think anyone <laughs> really watched it. We didn't have that many people in our theater either. I think yeah, next wait. week it's gonna take an uptick. I think Disney's saving the box office, but single hand. If you really look at it, <laughs> because people just wait between. There's like this. They're waiting between Disney movies. Because right now the biggest two box because I think we'll consider Endgame a summer blockbuster. Would we? I think so. Wait, well, but it's not. It's, it's not summer though. And I mean, the blockbuster season starts so early now. Ah, uh, fair. Because in ten years ago, Avengers would have been a July movie. Got it. So I would say if we're going to look at end of April to August, right now the two biggest highest grossing films are Avengers and Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah. and then. The next one to come will be Spidey. No, uh, Toy Story. Toy Story. So then Spidey, then Lion King. So pretty much Marvel and Disney. Disney. Yeah. So oh, fun fact. Um, we're gonna find out at D twenty three the next slate phase five. Oh, or phase four. I'm sorry. I'm so excited because right now, I did a little confirmation on this. The only Marvel movie on the docket for the next two years, Guardians three, is Spider Man. Really. There's already nothing. Three was the only one that was confirmed. They haven't even started. No, Gunn will not start filming until he finishes Suicide Squad. Oh, I know that the titles that were kind of like loosely confirmed were Guardians Three, Spider Man, uh, Doctor Strange Two, Black Panther Two. But they're like no one knows when. It would just be like yeah. I don't even know if Black Panther started filming yet. No, no, no one started filming. These are just like titles that have been like thrown out there as possibilities for the next slate. It w- it wouldn't shock me if. We don't get a movie next year. Oof. Well, you know what? I hope we do. With Disney Plus, I can I can see that kind yep. of world happening. Like, yeah. they'll concentrate on the shows for the next calendar year and yeah. then come back. Which is, I like that idea. I mean, it sucks, but well, I, if you really take a look back, it, they've been they've been doing this this whole time. Like, if you're a Marvel fan, you'll get a movie, then you'll watch the TV series, Netflix shows, and they hold you over until the next movie. And then, like, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. So the only thing now that's a little different is that we don't have the Netflix series, but Jessica Jones will be the thing to hold us over after uh, after Spider-Man. I think, too... And that should make it all the way to what, November for Disney+. Plus. What Disney will do, too, is that the new TV shows are all Kevin Feige. It's Marvel Studios. Yeah. So the, the tying in now we don't movies. have to worry about just having to watch trash ass Agents of Shield. Hey, to keep hey, us going. hey, you watch your hey. whore to mouth. To keep us going, <laughs> to keep us going until the next cloak and dagger, dope, runaways, runaways, but, dope. MC, but no, but that's Marvel TV. That's yeah. not because I think the only one that really tried to connect was Agents, Agents, AOS, not yeah. Daredevil and everything else was their own entity. And when AOS connected, that's when AOS became. Does it even connect great. anymore? No, not anymore. No. 
But like after Winter Soldier, when it connected to that, that's when it found its footing. So and that's what annoys me the most is why it's no longer connected now. It's like you have the biggest event, why you, the second biggest, the biggest event next, and then Winter Soldier. Why are you not connected to that? But we've I think you're discussion. the biggest Agents of Shield fan I've ever met. It's a good show. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah, it's good. And then last bit of Marvel news: um, Jessica Jones premiered yeah. this week, so. Yeah. I don't even think I'm gonna watch it. No, it's, well, it, no, it's I an incomplete just... show now. So, yeah. Did I, you see it? No. Oh, okay. I watched. Normally, it. I would have watched it on Friday, but I I don't know if I'm gonna hold out until we travel for our honeymoon or dun, dun, just dun. like go ahead and start it when I get home later. Word. I start it. Alrighty then. So let's. But then right. I feel like then I can't. Sorry, David. So then I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I have to let it out. But then I feel like there's gonna be no other end unless you think they Wait, gave us. Unless do you think they gave us an end in this somehow? No, because Daredevil didn't. And yeah, they, but I'm saying like they knew that Jessica Jones was gonna be the last one in their plan. So no, it was already. They, it was they already wrapped it up. Maybe it was already a secret cameo appearance by all four of them at the end. No, it was already filmed, and I think we would have heard about it already. Oh yeah, because it dropped on Friday. Yeah, so, yeah you're right. We would have heard it by now. Oh well. So no, alrighty, so so the movie came so the out movie 35 came, years ago. 35 years ago, last week, last. Wow. Last Saturday. That's incredible. Um, so Ghostbusters is actually my in my top five favorite films of all time. Like I adore that movie. Um, I remember breaking out my VHS. Like I destroyed it. And I remember I w- this week, uh, 35th anniversary Steelbook was released, and I posted it on on mm-hmm. Instagram and all that stuff. The reason it hit home, and it's so basic, but like the cover art on the side panel. Was the same cover art as the VHS. The VHS. Oh, that's so, so that shit, clever. That shit fucking got me, and I was like all in on that. Mind you, I already owned them. I was just like, I needed that cover art. Um, I was, and first question is, first time we saw it, I was seven, six or seven. Yeah. And I immediately fell in love with it. And I remember I watched it so much that I can tell you the differences between the VHS and in terms of the Blu-ray 4K because it's there's a scene right at the beginning when they go in the elevator when they first go when they first go hunt Slimer or whatever yeah, yeah. and in the elevator on the VHS it's so stretched out you can't even see the sign in the back oh wow and on the Blu-ray and the 4K it's like nice and tight but yeah i was 6 and 7 and it's right up there as it's my number four or five probably favorite movie of all time. It alternates with Back to the Future, but like, it, I adore it. I think it's yeah. a perfect, perfect movie. Yeah. So go ahead. You know, similar, similar age than you, six, seven, six, seven. I remember being such a huge fan of Egon. Egon was like my spirit animal. I love the whole nerd thing. Like he was the most smart, the smartest one of the team. Um, and I remember I think it was like really close, like movie and then the TV show, the cartoon. And I, between both those things, I was such an uber fan. I had like my own little uh, proton pack, um, and like it was really cool because like whenever in order to make like the stream, there was a giant foam thing you're supposed to stick into the gun part of it. I had that right, right. I had that. And then you hit the, when you hit the trigger, it kept spinning it around like it was. Yep. Oh my god, bro! It was so much fun. Fun fact, and I'll get to it a little a little more in detail later. There was no toys released for the movie. Those are for the cartoons. For then. the cartoons, but oh. everything was so close to the actual movie that you didn't you didn't tell the difference. Yeah, because yeah, because I think well, even when I realized, like maybe about two, four, about like two, three years ago, the cartoons 
literally take place after the end of part one. Yes, sir. That their suits are all destroyed from the battle with uh, with um, Gozer. Gozer. That they have to get new suits. Which I'm glad you mentioned that. That's what I was gonna say. I love that a cartoon actually has yes. the continuity to like. We're gonna explain why this why. Egon has a blue suit now. Yeah, because it was baby blue. It was for Egon. I think it was like the grayish, dark gray, brown. Brown. It was Ray. And no, Ray was a light beige. Okay. And then uh, Peter was a dark brown. Yeah. And then Winston was the, was it a gray? Oh, was it was a tan, brown. We have the internet. We can look. You don't have to rub in the fact that you guys have cell phones <laughs> right now. Yeah. Right? You don't have to keep poking fun of me with this. But no, but it was like the fact that the t- like a cartoon decided to explain it. Like and it was a great did, show. It was. You know what's funny I, that I caught on to? Every single episode makes fun of New Jersey. It does. Oh, wait. So Winston is actually a Light little blue. lighter blue. Okay. So Egon had the dark, like a baby blue, and and it's uh, Winston's a little lighter blue. But yeah, so did you like it right away, or it was yeah, one of those? Yeah, no, I loved it right away. It was like, it was like, it was like a typical like kid thing. Like everyone just loved the fact that uh, that... Yeah, that it was just like sci-fi. The graphics were really cool. Slimer was awesome. It wasn't super scary, and it was about ghosts. I, and I, I think that they blended the comedy and then the quote-unquote. Because it's a horror comedy if you really look at it. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they blended it in really well. Uh, Ryan, I'll leave Jen for last on this one. I mean, I came out before the first one came out before I was born. But when I, I finally watched them, I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sorry, my bad. Um, how I forget how old that was I when I. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I yeah, I loved yeah, everything. Oh, Same with you guys. I loved it once I saw it. Uh, I can't remember how old that was, but and it's funny because two gets a lot of hate, but I adored too. Like I was one of the few like just like i'm one of the few car carrying members of agents of shield i'm one of the few for ghostbusters too ryan i'll circles. have a hot take when we get to part <laughs> two after rewatching it yesterday uh and then jen i actually don't remember the first time i watched it i, I mean, guess i i don't know i i must have mm, no I was going to say, I must have seen it in theaters, but I did not. I wasn't even born yet. You weren't even a thought. (laughs) (laughs) As my dad would say, you were twinkling their eyes. (laughs) Um, Actually, we all went to see it in the theaters together uh, after school one day. I probably just watched it first either on TV or probably like with with a cousin, like my cousin Michael or something. Like I'm sure he was obsessed with it. Um, And then I think I had more exposure maybe to like the cartoon after that and then i remember i had a few like i if i'm not mistaken like happy meal toys that came out um i used to have a lot of happy meal toys so i think my mom took me to mcdonald's a lot but uh i had a bunch of those so that's kind of really i don't really remember the first time though i watched it cool um before we get into the production of the movie best favorite episode in the animated series if you remember i already have mine on the top of the head but when Egon gets sent inside the uh, the dimension where they keep the ghosts where trapped, they keep the ghosts, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I like that one because it also shows continuity of all the ghosts that they captured throughout From the, the show. Yeah. Oh my god! So for me, you're like in the, my head right now, bro. For me, it's the, <laughs> it's the pilot because I just love when we mentioned the continuity. Yes. And I actually showed this Gen- Genesis episode. It scared me as a kid, and I don't know why. But the episode where they go to the house that the old lady's house, and the as soon as they go into the house, the house transforms. Okay. I think it was because of the birds. <laughs> and I fucking hate birds. <laughs> and then they take the old lady 
to after they you know they go through the what they go through in the house but the old lady actually goes to to uh, the ghostbusters headquarters and in ghostbusters headquarters she turns into the giant bird yes and then she goes on peter's head oh my <laughs> you're freaking yourself out Dude, right now freak me the fuck out, man. <laughs> good episode though it's it, it's one of the ones that i'm like when i was a kid i remember very well and two i was like oh this is not just a really kitty show not at all so. and, and yeah like i said like i mentioned all the new jersey jokes kind of offended me because i'm like oh, wait what wait a second but it was funny <laughs> but back then i never caught it i'm like yeah. wow every episode makes fun of new jersey so like something like oh there's, we have to go to a disgusting place well at least it's not new jersey like hey wait a second <laughs> it's not all wrong <laughs> but it, but in terms of production so Ackroyd began writing the script in 1982 um and his intention when he wrote the script was for the movie to star himself eddie murphy and John Belushi. Wow. And oh, wow. Obviously Bel- Which makes sense because yeah. SNL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were a- all together. Ackroyd a- 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 uh, recalled the moment saying, I was writing a line for John and producer and talent agent Bernie Brillstein called and said that they found him. We loved, e- we loved each other as brothers. And then once Belushi died, he went right to Bill Murray. Wow. And asked him if he wanted to be in the movie. Um, the funny thing is he... Agreed to join the movie without any contract or anything. He just asked him, and Bill Murray's like, I'm doing it. I wonder if this was, because this was 1982. I wonder if it was, I can't remember if Caddyshack had released yet. Right, you're a Caddyshack fan, right? Uh, no, I haven't seen it in years, but I was. Um, I can't remember. I, I'm, I, I'm horrible with names and dates, so I'm okay, really no, the worst fine. person to ask. So, <laughs> he put you on the spot there. So, <laughs> So Ackroy pitches concept to Brillstein and the th- about as three men who busted ghosts. And in his original script, he even had the Marshmallow Man, which we nice. get to later in the movie. Um, once after that, Ivan Reitman was was uh, hired as a director, but the original script had to be completely rewritten because in Ackroyd's original script, the movie would have cost about $200 million to make. Wow. Because they had to go and stay, they had scenes where they went in space and all that stuff. <laughs> so, oh, wow. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, the only thing that pretty much remained intact from the original script to the final script was Stay Puff and the actual logo, which is, to me, one of the greatest logos in history for a film. Because you one see. One question. The, yeah, go Sorry. ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. With the logo, do you think they knew that? Do you think they had any idea that Slimer was going to be as big as he became? And so Slimer like maybe didn't they... become big until the animated series. Yeah, because Slimer that, was true. Yeah, you're right. That's why he was more because I was thinking about it. I'm like, one. it's so funny that Slimer is almost the mascot, while the ghost in the logo is still. You're right, one of the best logos for a movie I've ever seen. But still, I was like watching and I thought about that. The funny thing is, go ahead, John. Caddyshack was 1980. Also, Bill Murray was already starting to to explode. When was Groundhog's Day in Scrooge? That was after. Know those Scrooge is 1989 after. or 88, I believe. And okay. then, uh, what was the other? Uh, Groundhog, Dog at the, Groundhog Day was, I think, was that in the 90s? Scrooge was 88 and Groundhog's Day. Was that 1993? I think it was 90s. I think that was 1993 oh, or 90s. Oh, I thought it was in the 80s. I apologize. Let me see. It is 1993. 1993. Wow, I well know, done. I know right. my Bill Murray. Jen hates that. <laughs> Jen hates that. I love Bill Murray. She's not a fan of Bill Murray. What? Go ahead. He is an American treasure. He's a little bit of a curmudgeon. You He's don't a grumpy old man. You don't talk about Bill Murray like that. 
he deserves it. He's earned it. He can be as grumpy as he wants. I guess. So, moving on back to the production, when Reitman pitched the movie to Columbia Pictures, the film, the script wasn't even complete yet. He just pitched it as wow. what they were trying to Ballsy. do with it, and it was accepted, and away we go. Um, the funny thing is that Ernie Hudson, because I guess Eddie Murphy didn't want to do it, because I really didn't find anything in the in my notes doing my research that Eddie Murphy said no or why he said no, but they needed an audition for another. Essentially, Eddie Murphy was replaced with Harold Ramis because Harold Ramis was... Was he another SNL alum, Harold Ramis? No. Um, he was... While Jen is looking that up, yeah, yeah. He was so an actor or writer. So Ernie Hudson, he wasn't really an SNL. He so was more Animal House, National so, Lampoon. So it. Ernie Hudson auditioned five times for Winston. He had five auditions. Wow. He also directed Caddyshack. Yeah, Ramis, that I know. Right? Yeah, and he had to wait a month before learning he actually had the part. Shoot. And then, according to Hudson, uh, an earlier version of the script had his character Winston in a larger role with an elaborate backstory as an Air Force One demolitions expert. Excited by the part, he agreed to do the job for half his usual salary. The night before shooting began, he was given a new script with a greatly reduced role. Um, Reitman told him the studio had wanted to expand Bill Murray's role. Hmm. So what I'm thinking is that even though Ram, uh, Harold Ramis took Eddie Murphy's spot, well, the Winston character was obviously Eddie Got Murphy's it. character, and that's why they... Got it. And not even, I think, despite Winston obviously not getting a lot of screen time... Bill Murray wasn't really the focal point. I think the three are leads. I don't think there's any. Yeah. No, Murray definitely has more of. He's like the a, leader. Yeah, but I think it's a more of an ensemble. It's not his. If you really want to think of a lead, it's Sigourney Weaver. It's her story. Uh, True. No. Yeah, but, but I wouldn't consider her a lead. She's not a lead, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's supporting. But it's definitely it's a conversation. So funny. Have. I just I realized think- the, the dynamic the four of them have is like the similar to the dynamic the Ninja Turtles have. So even though Leo mm-hmm. is the leader. I wouldn't go say he's the leader, but <laughs> Leo is definitely the leader. <laughs> but Raphael is honestly the one that everyone gravitates to. He's, he's the, the loud mouth, the smirk. He's the Bill Murray. No, he's not. Raphael's he's absolutely the Bill Murray. The Bill Murray. Actually, now that we've put this into this context, I can understand why you love Bill Murray so much. Right? Because he's like obsessed <laughs> with Ralph. So he's like Ralph, because Ralph is the leader. And with he's not the leader. He said he's not the leader. He's not. like the one that like you're like oh, TMNT God, power again. in the movie said Raphael's the leader. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. That's totally the Bill Murray. You here. see it though, right? Complete same attitude. But yeah. But fun this look at this one. Um Going back, going back to the casting, Julia Roberts actually auditioned for the role of Dana. Wow. Mm. But that was, she wasn't anyone back then, right? She wasn't big yet. She was in the beginning stages of like Mystic Pizza and Flatliners. But, and Cor- oh, nice. but Sigourney like Weaver pizza. is the one that attracted them the most because once she was off of Aliens and she was alien and she was already starting to become really big. Um, John Candy was actually offered the role of Louis Tully. Before Rick Moranis was. Oh, I love Rick Moranis hmm. so much more, though. I see that yeah. more because, and Jen pointed out when we were watching it, I love the height difference yeah. between Sigourney Weaver and <laughs> Rick Moranis. Well, the role of like, being that geeky, too, like, I feel like you being undersized, it fits it better. Because then the, I guess the alternative would have been John Candy would have been like bigger, goofier. Bigger, goofier, yeah. yeah. And Jen knows older actresses. Sandra Bernhard 
was yeah. actually offered the role of Janine before she declined, and Annie Potts. I could see it. Took it. But Annie Potts had a lot of 80s things, not only like later on designing women, but like earlier. She was in designing form. women? Yes, boo. Well, interesting. <laughs> and uh, she was also in uh, Pretty in Pink. Yeah, she oh. was in Pretty in Pink. So I loved her in Pretty in Pink. Yeah, the movie was released on June 8th, 1984. It. In 1,339 theaters, the movie grossed $13.6 million on an opening weekend and $23 million in its first week, wow. setting studio records at the time. By the year's end, Ghostbusters had grossed $229 million, making it the highest grossing film of the year and the highest grossing comedy of all time. It went on to gross $229 million and a 295 world box office on an only twenty-five to thirty million dollar budget. The reason I say twenty-five to thirty is because they've actually never really said how much the movie costs. Yeah. Ivan Reitman said that it cost between twenty-five and thirty. Um, back to Rotten Tomatoes. The movie's <laughs> actually the movie's actually ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, easily the highest of the bunch. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it three and a half out of four stars. Praise the special effects and their natural inclusion into the story, saying that they are placed at the service of the intelligent characters. He also cited Ghostbusters as a rare mainstream film with many quotable lines. The movie, the movie was also nominated at the Oscars for Best Original Song. Nice. Not shocking at all. Ray Parker. Woo. <laughs> Why are you looking at me yeah, like that, Jen? Makes you feel <laughs> okay, just make you sure. <laughs> uh, best Visual Effects. I'm surprised it didn't win Visual Effects. I'd I don't have to go back and so, I'd yeah. have to go back and look at who won that, but I'm surprised it didn't win. It was also nominated for three Golden Globes. This was great. Musical comedy best actor Bill Murray was nominated for the Golden Globe there, which is great. See, because he was the lead. Nice. He was the lead. He was the lead. Yeah, best. I actually rewatching them yesterday. I would actually say that they posed him as the lead because he, I felt like has anyone ever done a number of of lines? Like count Ooh. no character. Let's do this. I bet you that Bill Murray has probably the most has lines. The well, lines. Y- that yeah, doesn't really matter because if you look at 1991, Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins is the lead and he has the least amount of screen time. Oh, uh, fair. So, yeah. Silent Bob doesn't only says one thing in the entire Jay and Silent Bob movie. <laughs> <laughs> also fair. <laughs> Two so, things. I'm sorry. <laughs> it did win. The 1985 BAFTA for Best Original Song, while it was also nominated for the Best Visual Characters uh, category, also won the Saturn Award for Best Fantasy Film. So pretty much that's the backtrack on that. Now let's get to the fun part. What is your favorite character in the movie? Oh, my God. So I guess with me, it definitely has like this blend of cartoon, movie, world, the Ghostbuster world. It's always going to come down to Egon for me. Okay. Yeah. So I'm surprised. Obviously, Leo is your name, so that's why you're probably... Yeah. But... He I'm surprised blue. Donatello's he, not your guy. No, yeah. Well, the Leo. It's the Leo. Yeah. Like, I think in retrospect, if I ne- was not named Leo. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were named Donatello, it'd be Donnie. <laughs> well, no. Like, if my name was like Jack, I probably, <laughs> probably would be a Donatello fan. All right. What about you, Rye? <clears throat> uh, Bill Murray, hands down. He's what attracted Peter me to the Venkman, movie. Peter Venkman, not Bill Peter Murray. Venkman. We're going character Which, which really damage. is Bill Murray, though. Venkman is Murray. <laughs> Venkman, sorry. <laughs> what about you, Jack? Um, Favorite character? Um, hmm. I think. <laughs> just say, just say Dana. There you go. <laughs> no, no. While I do love Sigourney Weaver, and I have a soft spot for her, I wouldn't say Dana's my favorite character. I would say probably like Janine, Egon, or Janine. 
Yeah. I need because you. her delivery is just her yes. delivery is funny and she doesn't have to do a lot, but with what she's given. Absolutely. She steals every yeah, scene like, she's it's in. It's just funny. I think Peter. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can see it. I, you, you and Ryan, I can completely see you guys Dude, being. Yeah, I. I <laughs> this is not in my favorite moments. We're about to get into that now, but I think it's hilarious when they get into the hotel. <laughs> yes, and then um, Egon saying some or Ray saying some stuff. He's like, "Oh, and we got to do this." And um, the owner, the manager of the hotel, is like, "No," and then Peter's like, "No, what are you kidding me?" <laughs> like just going along with the with the with the manager of the hotel is fucking hilarious. No, yeah, so Mary's... going into favorite scene so i have two so i have uh right at the end of the movie when they're battling gozer and then um they're they get the the proton packs ready and then bill murray or peter's like let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown love that um going back to janine I love the when they get the first call when she seems like so shocked that someone's actually calling. <laughs> like, do you, you have <laughs> no kidding? And then, um, and then the, I love when she's like, "Oh yeah, they'll be totally discreet," and they're far <laughs> from it. <laughs> and of course, when she hits the "We got one," and we then got the, one in that accent. Oh my god! And then obviously the first appearance of uh, the Ecto One. Yes, I have that on mine too. And yes. it goes into one of my biggest issues with the 2016 one is that I know it's completely different, but did you have to change the sound of the siren? Because that sound right. of the siren is ideal to the Ghostbusters mythos. So, yeah, those are my favorite scenes. What do you got, Leo? Yeah, for me, favorite scenes, um, definitely the first appearance of the, uh, of the Proton Packs. Um, when they first take them out, um, the they sounds the, they make when they go in the elevator. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. The elevator scene. Um, when they're um, so when they're all getting on the elevator, they're discussing the fact yes, that they have like nuclear bombs. The <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, because they like, switch me on, they switch them on, and they all back away. <laughs> um, I love the scene. Um, actually, one of my favorite favorite scenes is right before the fight with Dozer, when they all start like walking towards him, and they do like the call and response. Is like grab your stick, and they all hold them. Yeah, that's the yeah, same one. Yeah, love I had that. to. Um, and obviously, uh, the, my, I guess the last scene is the, um, if someone asks you if you're a god. You say yes. You say yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and this is, this is low key. This is a subtle one. He's like, when, when Rain knows he fucked up and he's like, he's like Wait. it just popped in there. He's I'm like, like no. what popped in there? I love that. It's like that, um, that Ray asks everybody but he knows exactly oh peter asked everybody but he leaves ray for last and he knows He's like, yeah. winston did you say something egon did you say something ray, ray. <laughs> <laughs> and i think dan Aykroyd has very good face mannerism had very good facial mm-hmm. yeah mannerism. i agree so i feel like the way it was very subtle in yeah. that scene and he's just like uh <laughs> and i think he's it, so innocent and he's yeah, like, he's like oh, and shit. i think for that's <laughs> the best hit in terms of the comedy portion of the movie, because you'd think it'd be something like villainous. You'd think it'd be like, I don't know, some ugly looking creature, and it's the fucking cutest little marshmallow yeah. man you could think of. <laughs> and he's smiling. That's the funniest part when he's walking. <laughs> he's just walking. Not- <laughs> he's all like goofy, just like something around until he gets zapped. Then he gets and mad. Then he gets angry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead, Leo. Keep going. Uh, no, honestly, the whole movie. The whole movie is just a bunch of favorite scenes when. Um, I forgot the name of the actor, Reginald. Uh, so Carl Winslow. When, uh, oh yeah, when you randomly yeah. like a cop there I'm too. Like, like, is this a crossover? <laughs> <laughs> um, the crossover was before he gets over to Chicago. <laughs> uh, every scene that had the uh, the guy, um, 
the main villain. Walter Peck. Yeah, Walter Peck. Between him and Venkman. Yes. And he gets him kicked out of City Hall. He's like, I'm going to get you a nice fruit basket. <laughs> and then he's like, is this true? He's like, yes, it's true. This man, man has, has no, no dick. dick. <laughs> um, and like hardcore, well, this was like a weird scene that when I was younger, definitely like, I was like, huh, interesting. The scene went um, with Dana's in the apartment. And um, like the, her apartment's about to get fully turned into Gozer's uh, lair. Yeah. And she's sitting on the couch, and then like she gets yeah. brought into the kitchen. Like the hands like all reach out from her, and like very rapey. Very rapey. <laughs> yes. Very rapey. <laughs> I think Dave and I talked about this. Offline, yeah, we did. He grabbed where, like, the shit. Who, whoever, out of her whoever boob. was in that role of grabbing her, like pretty sure that's harassment. Maybe that's yeah. a woman. Maybe it was a woman <laughs> that grabbed the boob. Probably Hopefully. not. No, They're probably not. This was, was this probably was a... a guy. More than likely, at the time, it was a guy. You have more prop people now, like prop women. And then anything else? Uh, Slimer and the pole, the uh, the fire fire pole. Fire pole, the, yeah. The I love that moment right. with the saw. And the song helps yeah. a lot. Yeah, I like that. Like that's one of my favorite. Like when they first like go down. When they the get the call, yeah, because yeah. they're even and shocked very, they got the like, call. Yeah, and it's like a very fast track like montage type yeah, thing. Yeah, like it's like like trying to get down. And what, right? What about you? You got anything? Um, same as you guys, I also, for whatever reason, whenever I watch the movie, always makes me crack up when I think it's Peter goes to the apartment and that's when, uh, what's her face is already possessed. Like, are you the key master? And he's like, no. And, and just slams the, the fucking door, door in his face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that always tickles my funny bone. But everything else, you guys, you guys pretty much took all of my answers. Sorry. Oh, yeah. sorry. And Jenny, <laughs> no, anything okay, else but that one? No, I mean, I think, uh... Oh, I don't know. I guess I because I laugh at the most random, random things. Yes, I know. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned that. So, Do you think of it as a comedy movie though, or is it just a funny movie that? So you said earlier you were like horror comedy, and I was like, I see no horror in this actually. Like I, I would just define this as a just a comedy in all. In honesty. that case, and it's probably my favorite comedy of all time. Because, see, I do laugh. You do laugh. None of these things, like none of them, like yeah, they're ghosts and they're paranormal, but none of them were ever like scary. Like I would not sit through here and be like scared. Of like Slimer or like any of these sure. ghosts, really. Um, so I would see it more as a comedy, but like laughing at the most random parts is like Rick Moranis when he's in the apartment, like hosting people, oh, walking yes. around, and he's talking about, yeah, I did this deductible <laughs> this, like, thing, and I like that's funny to me. He's like, that's why I only like, hired clients instead of friends. I get it's like his delivery, like the it's all about your delivery, right? So I guess because it was just such a like subtle. Yes. Thing well, you also made. laughed a lot every time he closed the door on himself. Yeah, he keeps locking himself out. Or what he's wearing. Because he keeps doing it. He's, and he's like, oh, I, I I, sped up the tapes so my 20-minute workout would only be 10 minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. How about this one? I think it's a perfect movie, but there's a scene that maybe didn't age well. Very. I have one. The rapey scene. The rapey scene's one. What's I do yours? have one. It's not that it didn't age well. Not it just pissed me off in a way. As a fan of the movie and like these guys are supposed to be like a foursome right but as soon as they get locked up winston's like peace. i just started with these guys yeah peace i'm gonna get I'm, he's like guys i'm gonna have to get my own lawyer i'm like really dude like yeah. you're probably getting paid good money and then you're like nah i'm out i'm out yeah i, well, I thought that really getting paid good money though well he said at the end his job is not worth another five a year so I don't know how much he's getting paid. Yeah, but. because like originally it was the three of them. So I feel like he was always getting the undercut. Like he wasn't always getting the same percentage that they were. Plus um, he was also really there for like maintenance yeah. in the firehouse in the beginning. That's true. Then he became one of them. 
No, he was always hired as a Ghostbuster. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. But I feel but like I th- it was more maintenance. I think she's beginning. right. I think maybe like the responsibilities the of Ghostbusting they were just probably w- more of like the maintenance stuff. Right. Until he like graduated more and knew more and then became like a full fledged like, like, Ghostbuster. Ghostbuster. Yeah. Because in the beginning he's like, oh, let me show you how this works. Yeah. So that you can like. But I also ghost. Regardless, I still don't think that he should have like thrown them under the bus. I agree. I, totally I didn't like no, it at all. He shouldn't have. But I can also understand like if he was just if he had just started yes. being like, okay, I don't have the same liability as these guys mm-hmm. and I can't. I mean, he wasn't even there when like. In Ghostbusters Part Two, when they were all on trial, like he was on the outside too, because he wasn't there during. True, that's a good point. Yeah, go uh, ahead. I guess he's that didn't age well. Venkman being a creep. Oh, in the apartment. Yo, he's like, I'm like, madly in love. with When you. the movie first starts, he's hitting on a college student. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. Like he's like, I thought that was funny. That, I mean, it doesn't age. You well, can't have that scene nowadays. Yeah, you can't <laughs> at all. One, because um, he. You know what the the punchline in that scene that makes me laugh is the fact that the guy got the last one right. Yeah, and he's still like, yeah, the cards. Um, that didn't age well at all. Um, I also have the well, Dick Beckman being a creep multiple times. He doesn't take no for an answer at all, and it somehow works for him. Um, cigarettes, a lot of cigarette smoking. Yeah, what's his face? Every scene lights up. Yo, Dan Aykroyd. Every scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, I do like that scene. I give credit if that was a one take scene where he first sees Slimer and the cigarette just hanging on his bottom yeah. lip. Like it, he balances it. And I'm like, oh, that's a good balance. Um, there was something with. Sh- okay, there's a one scene. It's really quick. Um, it's a. I think Ray or no, it's a, I think it's. Peter tells a cop. No, it was um uh, the, the the bad guy. Um, Walter Peck. Peck tells the cop to shoot him if he does anything. Yeah, I was like, that's not funny anymore. No, uh, not at all. <laughs> police, at police, all. Uh, police shooting people is you can't get away with that. That's anymore. another good scene though, with that uh, when they let all the ghosts out in the firehouse and that song that plays yes. in the background. That's I was real, trying to, that really it to see what the song was. Uh, but it's I, called uh, Breathe. Breathe. Oh no, Magic, Magic. It's yeah. on the Ghostbuster soundtrack, available now on iTunes. I mean, uh, Apple Music and Spotify. Always available. Mainly that, to be honest. Those are the things I called that they just wouldn't really age well too much. Even like the cute stuff like the TV commercial, that still I think is pretty cute. Yeah, it's it's still I think it's yeah the TV commercials I think in both movies. Were yeah, good. because they yeah. they're still corny commercials like that on TV today. Yeah, so yeah. I, I get that. And most of this movie, because I look at it like, can you film this? And people nowadays find it relevant. Most of the movie I find it relevant, except for a few little things here and there. But I think most of the movie aged really, really well. Rye? Um, the, everything you guys said, the, the rapey scene, the, all the I'm cigarettes. Really it was just so funny. I'm yeah, sitting there laughing my ass off at and just lighting up. I'm like, holy crap. Oh, <laughs> That's like six joke. bucks nowadays worth of cigarettes right there. <laughs> one Winston joke that didn't age well. Which one? Um, when, they're, uh, when they're in City Hall, and he's like, I've seen shit that'll make you, you go too. white. And everyone in the room is white except for him. Yeah. I was like, that joke probably wouldn't land well too well. No. I guess because he's the one that's saying it. Yeah, exactly. It was okay yeah, I think was... actually, no, that's why I disagree. I think if that's it was said, it, like, yeah. you know, say, said in the newer one and someone made a joke like that, I think it still would go over just because, like you said, Dave, it was him saying it. Well, I think the fact that they made him say the line, I think it was one of those forced jokes that was gotcha, like, okay. it, it felt like, like, ooh, really? I like the mayor. You're better than that. I- how do you like the mayor? I like him. I, was, I like that they carried him over into part yeah. two. It was cool too. But yeah, I liked him. Jen, do you have anything that was like, oh, this wouldn't work today? Mm, maybe just that like rapey scene. 
Yeah, because yeah, that was very. I think about that, and I'm like, yeah, well, I really. Like, right initially, I think I didn't notice it so much until yesterday. But like initially, right, like okay, he's grabbing her. So like, if you're grabbing from a certain perspective, oh, he went straight for the I boob. Guess. But he then like then like they cut for a second, and then they go back, and he's like straight he's up, like, still on following the boob, yeah, like, on the boob, pulling down the shirt, and then like then the other one comes up like for her snatch, and it's just like going, and then she gets carted off. So that's a little the rapey scene. Um. But no, I mean, I think everything else, like you said, for me, yeah. Like, and I was going to say, what's a scene that's aged the best? But I think you and hit it's not, it. It's not an excuse, but I tend to watch like when I see films, I, I always think about the times that they were created in. Like you have to, mm-hmm. I feel like you need to keep that in mind to a degree. And it's not an excuse to have a rapey scene, let's say, or yeah. like something. But I... I understand why, like, at the time, the filmmakers or the producers or the writers didn't know any better because they didn't, yeah. they weren't as woke or they weren't, like, you know, thinking of these things or we were in different, like, times, politically, just mm-hmm. everything. So it's not an excuse to whatever, but I think about it. So that's why it doesn't, like, infuriate me as much in the sense yeah. that I'm not going to get, like, ah, like, of course. Ghostbusters, you're dead to me. Like, you know, yeah. just because of that. So, you know, but I think some people tend to not. They want to, but you can't fix the past, right? Like, you can only go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to sort of just, like, be and yeah. look at it with this eye, and you can talk about it, and you can say, yeah, that that's not going to hit the mark now anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, know that, like, um, The scene with Rick Moranis is being attacked by the, 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 the dog. I want to eat the, at that restaurant. So it's funny how everyone like kind of looks, but then they just ignore him. Yeah. I feel like if you do that now, everyone would take out their cell phones and, and put video social table, media. Yeah, true. true. Um, and, and no one would help him. And no one would help him. And still, my ne- and my yeah. next, still no one would help him. There'd be videos of it happening, but no one would help, no him. Would help him. My next question would have been, what has aged the best? But you nailed it, Leo. Like everything. I everything. think outside of those things, everything's aged beautifully. New York. Like they just make New York. a Remember character. what I always say: like when you can make the city a character, it yes. just adds to the movie. It's insane. Like I love even outside of the, um, New York being a character, the scenes on the panouts when you see the Ecto one driving on the bridge, the and bridge, you see New York in the background Twin with the towers. towers, like that hits so well. Absolutely. And I also like continuity wise because Jenny and I are up in that area all the time. Oh, that's cool. Where Stay Puff. Where that's by uh, Lincoln Square, Lincoln Center. Even on the panouts on the wide shot, you see Lincoln Center where it's supposed to be, and um, where the Stave, building's there, the church is there. Where Stave Puff is walking, yeah. he's actually walking in the right direction, so that fits. The exact- so that's Columbus Circle, oh, wow. and he's walking uptown, and the building is probably like, I don't know, like five blocks away from there. Of the actors, are they all New York actors? I don't know because they took. I feel like they took it very seriously to get this accurate to New York, and not for nothing. Part two does well. Yeah, part two does mm-hmm. a very good job. But I mean, it's one of the best movies from the eighties that captures New York. Absolutely, because it does a really, really good job. And you can Jenny and I go to New York a lot, so we know what's downtown and what's uptown, and we can tell of like you jump from one scene to the next, and you're like on Fourth Street, and the scene before you're like on. 80 Street yeah. or something. So I did like that. And when Rick Moranis goes to the restaurant, it literally is across the street from where they live. Oh, he, wow. He That's jumps so over. Good attention. He jumps right over there. the bridge and he, it's literally, when he jumps over that little bridge thingy, it's literally around the corner. Do you know what restaurant it is? Yeah, Tavern, it's Tavern on, on the, the green. green. Tavern on the Green? Okay. Yeah. So we, should go there. we were actually going to go trip. there for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
we canceled because it was during the week. But dude, if you're down, I'm down. It's, yeah. We go for brunch. We can recreate the moment of the event. <laughs> you guys go inside <laughs> oh and I'm like, somebody let me in. <laughs> <laughs> all right so you know i can't probably do the not the first person to do that, <laughs> i know though. right they're probably like oh, oh these guys are these good. guys um you know i can't do one of these real backs without fun facts so before we move on to ghostbusters 2 i have a few fun facts here so dan Aykroyd found inspiration for the movie in his family's history uh Aykroyd grew up surrounded by spiritualists his great-grandfather samuel a. Ackroyd was a noted 19th century psychic investigator who conducted seances at the Ackroyd family farmhouse in, in, in eastern Ontario with a medium named Walter Ashurst, hmm. which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Ghostbusters could have been much different and much bigger, which goes back to the movie was originally space. set to be $200 million and s- set in space. Um. This I didn't know. John Belushi still appears in the final film in spirit. Part of the reason Ackroyd had to recontextualize and rethink his idea was because of the death of uh, John Belushi. Um, the role was later mortalized by Bill Murray, but the writer still wanted to honor Belushi, Belushi by somehow involving him in the movie. When it comes time to think up the design for the first ghost, the group is commis- commissioned to bust. Ackroyd convinced conceived of a gross-looking gluttonous party guy persona for the apparition in the iconic image of his friend belushi hence slimer is jim belushi Belushi. wow so that's pretty cool um the movie had to be done in a very very short time once Ackroyd nailed down the general concept of the narrative the film had to be done it was shot in 1983 while admittedly skeptical uh the project price was original wait let me go back to here Mm. Oh, the studio head price was apprehensive of the film itself, so they made them shoot at a shorter span because he was apprehensive of wasting more money on hmm. the movie. And in the long run, yeah. it's one of the studio's biggest releases. Uh, Sigourney Weaver gave an oh unique audition. Despite the fact that the film began production with its three, three leads already cast, Reitman needed the right actress for another vital part in the film. Sigourney Weaver was eager to do a comedy after her amazing performance as Ripley in one of Jenny's favorite performances. Mm -hmm. So she tried something altogether different for her audition. She offered up a wordless scene where she turned into one of the grotesque dogs that do Gozer's bidding. So she technically just did turn into a dog for her audition. Are you surprised she auditioned in the first place? No. No, because I think think it's... I think no matter what, you probably still have to audition. I think... I think the more, the better films that you do, maybe there's less auditioning to mm-hmm. go into it as you go nowadays. But I feel like back then it wasn't so much that way because I feel like you don't have, you don't have social media in the same way that you do now where you have like, where someone will know like, oh, Leo's done this film, this yeah. film, this film, and he's done great. And you have all the audience acclaim. You didn't have that back then. You had yeah. newspapers mm-hmm. and that's probably about it. Like that was how you got any acclaim from any kind of audience or like word of mouth. But it wasn't the same. So I feel like nowadays, if you know, like, or Robert Pattinson, everyone loves him as Batman, like, or, or you not. didn't know those things. So you didn't have to necessarily, although that he probably auditioned for it. But I think it's different. So I'm mm-hmm. not surprised that she auditioned. And then we mentioned New York. Ghostbusters is definitely thought of as a New York movie. But some of the interiors were actually done in L.A. Okay. Uh, the, go- the hook and ladder, the Ghostbusters firehouse is yeah. actually in L.A. All right. What else? Um. The Ectomobile was one of a kind. They didn't make another one, and it broke down later off. Uh-huh. 
Mm. You're saying, Jen? Oh, I thought you were going to mention something. No. The crossing the streams line was done on the spot. It was an oh, ad lib line. That's awesome. Which <laughs> is funny. I love that they set certain things up and they call back to it later. Yep. Like, especially with the crossing the stream. And you see Stay Puff about two or three times before you actually see him. He's on oh. Dana's apartment when she first bring, brings out the eggs. There's a Stay Puff marshmallow bag. And then there's also a Stay Puff marshmallow logo next to the firehouse. As oh, well. shoot. So you have little oh, callbacks. Wow. Fun fact that Huey Lewis, who also sings Power of Love, was actually not a fan of the Ghostbusters theme song. Huh. Oh, wow. And then finally, Ivan Reitman was actually petrified during the film's first screening because he wasn't sure how the film was going to be, be received. received. And its la- lasting legacy is still evident yeah. today. 35 years later, it's one of the my favorite comedy of Definitely. all time and one of the greatest movies of all time. Agreed. Then five years later came. <laughs> I got so like Endgame vibes when I saw that title thing saying five, five years, years later. later. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> I didn't know it was five years later until rewatching it. So the the movie was released on June sixteenth, nineteen eighty nine, and after the success of the animated series and the first film, they decided to make a second film. Now going back to what we were saying about memorabilia, did we need this? Yeah, I'm fine with it. It wasn't needed, but there's a lot of sequels that weren't needed. Fair. And I think this is this I think this catches a bad it goes into the Godfather three area as you have a movie that's a classic, that's a sequel, while not being really bad, it's not on that level. Yes. So you're like, Oh, this sucks. But it really doesn't suck. No. I rewatched it and I I was like, Oh, well, I really, really, really enjoyed this. I still hate the villain and we'll get to it in a little bit, but the movie was made because after Ghostbusters was released, the merch wasn't there. So the when the animated series was released, and we were talking about it before, is when all that merch dropped. Got it. I owned the trap. I owned an Ecto one. Ecto one. I yeah. owned the Proton the pack. Figures. I owned the fucking trap. I owned everything from that show. Uh, remember the little juices, the ectoplasm. Yeah, with uh, the gas. Yeah, yes. the high C. The high C. Yeah. Did, I actually when they were released them for the thirtieth anniversary. I actually bought the high C. Nice. They released them. I ended up throwing right. them out because they expired <laughs> and I had nothing to do with them. Um, so originally, um, Dan Aykroyd, Howard Ramis, and Ivan Reitman were actually uncomfortable with the, with coming back for a sequel because they felt the original movie had a finality and an actual hmm. conclusion, so they didn't want to do it. Uh, Bill Murray, I, damn, Jen's about to go in. So Bill Murray did not want to appear in the th- in the Ghostbusters two re- movie. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. He's a curmudgeon. Jeez. So they wanted to work on something else. Um, no, I'm not surprised. He probably didn't. I think Bill Murray doesn't want to be typecast. I think I've always mm-hmm. gotten that vibe from him. That's that fair. He doesn't like to be typecast. So I'm actually, I wouldn't be surprised, right? This is probably, if we look at his filmography, and this might be a, a whole, maybe we should do a Bill Murray episode. Never mind wow. that. But, Never would not mind um, that. I feel like this is one of the few movies that he's ever done a sequel for. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. like, I feel like I don't think he he gives me the vibe that he doesn't like to revisit characters again. He likes to do something different. Fresh, something challenging. New. Yeah. Um, Ironic. It's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing as an actor because not many actors want to keep repeating. Some actors love to do the same thing and others don't want to do that. And I get it. But I felt like that's why I'm not surprised. And I'm also not surprised that he probably came back and got paid way more. Yeah. 
I yes. definitely agree there. Yeah, he was the highest paid on this one. Yes. You know why? Because um, he was the lead. And I didn't even look that up. And then <laughs> going back 10 years later, Dan Aykroyd wrote a, th- a script for a third Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 3 Hellbend. But Bill Murray said no. And then um, once Harold Ramis died, it was got it. It was a wrap. They weren't going to do that. They actually tried. They were thinking about replacing Bill Murray with Ben Stiller, which I would have fucking hated. Oh, my that, Lord. No, no. No. Eighty-nine. No, in the uh, in the 1999. Wow, oh, that would have been oh. terrible. Yeah, I hmm. Ben Stiller, I can take in doses. I'm not really a huge Ben Stiller fan. Yeah, I think it, it depends on what. It depends. It not depends. replacing, not as a replacement though. Like a I don't Bill know. Murray. No, like it's funny you talking about Stiller. One of my he favorite. Wouldn't be the same character. Yeah, he had to. Be, he would have to be someone like they just bring in. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite. Uh, Comedies of probably the 2000s is dodgeball. Yeah. And I think Ben Stiller is very annoying. <laughs> yeah. Very annoying. I like them. I love them in dodgeball. Like as a, I uh, love them in heavyweights. Okay. Do the line. You, what is it? Lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen heavyweights? <laughs> Attention seen heavyweights. Oh, you have to see heavyweights, Leo. Attention it is, yeah. it is a guilty pleasure Disney classic. Hustle. Okay. It's about, do you, want, do you know what it's about? No. It's about fat camp. <laughs> and um, Bill, uh, these Bill, kids get ben sent Stel- to camp, and it's a weight loss camp. Yeah, and these a- are real camps because there are real weight loss yeah. camps. And uh, Ben Stiller is like this. He's inch- like this trainer. He's a trainer that leads the camp. He's like like the like the character in Dodgeball kind of thing. Like kind yeah, he's a yeah, a little bit kind of like that. But this is like baby Ben Stiller, Aww. like very young. Um, because I think this movie was like 1993 or something. Like All that. right. Very. So, but in 2014, they were actually thinking about doing a Ghostbusters 3 again. And recently, Academy Award winners Phil Lord and Chris Miller were actually set to direct. Ooh. Which, that would have been pretty interesting. But in regards to Ghostbusters 2, the movie was the biggest three-day opening weekend in history at the time. (sighs) $29.5 million. A record that lasted a week oh. after Batman 1989 was released. No <laughs> way. So I think it would be so awesome if like the ratings for this episode of Us is like the highest ever, and then, and then next week beats it. it. Beats it. <laughs> the funny thing is because I don't know how they they didn't know what was coming. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, it was it was, it was un and I'll get to it next time. week. Yeah, I'll get to it next week. You saw that avalanche coming, and I don't understand. You- I don't. I don't think though. Like, and you can quote me if I'm wrong here, and we'd have to really go back into like some research. But I feel like you didn't know ahead of time as much as you do now. Like when yeah. movies were released, like you didn't know because they also could change their mind. And I don't think studios were also publicizing that because they also didn't want to be like. You know, you didn't want to give someone a lead up on like no. Well, nowadays, I feel like. Well, I also think too social to media and being out there. To Jen's point, um, because movies were in theaters longer, I guess studios didn't care as much. I because think they were. I think that's were, on it. Yeah. Because also, ticket prices were much lower. Granted, yeah. yes. you were making less money. Well, also. you could do a double take without a problem. I think the strategy between but where they place movies wasn't as thought because into as we are Ghostbusters now. was released the same day as Gremlins. Uh, and oh. they're both classics. Okay. It may be if I really have to look. Gee, so Gremlins, Ghostbusters, and Batman all within like five-year f- range. Wow. Yeah. But I'd have to look into it, but I think Ghostbusters and Gremlins are the best two movies released on the same day. Like, they're the only two classics that I think, if you look in, I really have to dig into that, yeah. but I can't remember 
Like, it's like saying Avengers and, I don't know, Toy Story 4 released on the same day. Same it day. would never happen now, but, like... Not now, yeah. It, it wouldn't happen now because they don't want to share the money. Because the thing is, is that movie tickets are so expensive that everyone is vying for the audience, mm-hmm. vying for you to come and give us your money. But, like, once you go to the movies, if you're a family, anything, and this is a whole other episode in itself, like, it's just you're spending... You end up, you can end up spending, like, 40 yeah, bucks yeah. already. Can yeah. you imagine with a family? Yeah, I mean, you're just right. you alone, you're spending like $20 on tickets, probably each, because depending where you go nowadays, yeah. and then on top of the food, that costs you like another $25. And the ices. <laughs> yeah. And <then laughs> you get is just extra. So that's like a $50 date. Like movie yeah. dates are not cheap no more. Like they Ag- are like $50 dates. They're Agreed. serious investment. So the people. movie still made money. It was, I made $112 million North, uh, in North America and... Hundred hundred two million dollars internationally, so it still made two hundred fifteen million. So it was nice. still profitable. So you can't. Mm-hmm. It was only fifteen million dollars less than the first one. Which, hmm. even though nowadays sequels make more, at that time they didn't. So it was a pretty good turnaround for them. Uh, right the film is fifty three percent on Ryan Tomatoes, which is a lot higher than I would have expected because I hear a lot of backlash towards it. Um, Siskel and Eber gave it two thumbs down. Wow! Because they didn't Bastards. try to be different. It Got basically recreated, it's the, recreated the first one, you know, find and replace villain of the week and you go on from there. Yeah. Um, so here we go. So do you have a favorite moment in the movie? Uh, Valentine's Day 2016. You thought that was the best? <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> Him, so it's funny because it's a callback to something that happened in part one when he's first hitting on Dana. She goes, you don't come off like a scientist. Oh, you're like a game show you're host. Like game show host. Yeah. So it was cute or funny seeing that he became a talk show host. Yeah, I got you. Um, but yeah, the, um, not too many things. Uh, there was one line with Egon where um, they're going over um, childhood toys. And he tells oh, he's her, like, he's like, he's like, like my parents didn't believe in toys. He's like, not even a slinky. <laughs> he's, like, like, he's like, I had part of a slinky. And then I straightened, and I straightened it. <laughs> um, uh, one for Do you me. think that's very early? Kind of, you think they kind of based Sheldon Cooper off of him a little bit? No. Thinking about it? No. Hmm. I get. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. The socially awkward thing you mean? Yeah, socially awkward. The raise with science. Like how he treated everything with science. And, well, more Len. Leonard's upbringing was more like that. Yeah, sorry. Not sure. Uh, Slimer as a bus driver. Yes. Yes. That was a little corny. Yeah. But he's like, I don't know. Um, also, when um, the baby, um, baby's name is Oscar. Oscar. Um, when the when he's babysitting when Ray um, when Peter's babysitting he puts him in a Jets hoodie. Yeah. As a diaper. <laughs> as a Jets fan, I was like, okay, cool, New York Jets, and the new suits. Because they reminded so you me like of the, the navy car- ones. Well, they were originally they were like the dark gray ones. The I dark think. gray ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. They reminded me of the cartoon. Oh, so nice. I was like, oh, dope, new suits. So, uh-huh. rhymed. So, before we take all of yours, go, yeah, go. Go, you can go ahead. What's your favorite? If you have any moment. Uh, my favorite moment. Uh, the fa- the Statue of Liberty moment in general. I love. Hot take on it later. <laughs> I loved it. It captured my like a lot of this captured my imagination. That's why I love this movie. Like the painting coming to life captured my imagination. Um anything every scene with Bill Murray pretty much. I like he was just fantastic in this movie. Um I do like what was it? not V what's his name, Vigo, the Vigo. creepy little guy? Yeah. No, yeah, no. Vigo like, was a painting. Vigo was a painting. Janusz. Yeah. Janusz. <laughs> just Janusz, uh, th- like, second time around, just this time around made me laugh even harder, just how, like, weird and awkward he was. <laughs> I just found out. Talk about creepy. And when, 
And one yes. scene that you would not get away with now, speaking of which from earlier, is when I think it's uh, Peter goes like, you know, that you're really rude. That's no way to get a green card. <laughs> <laughs> That made me laugh so hard. Uh, it, this seems, I really do love this movie so much. I, 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 I like. I think this has grown on me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so had I watched this on its own without having seen part one right before it, yeah, I probably would have enjoyed it more. But because I did like the back to back thing, one was so, so much better. Good yeah. That this was like, oh, this is okay. It was good. I, Not, it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't by any means. So my favorite moment in the movie is actually the Scalari brothers, and when they, and when oh, yeah. they yeah. because it's such a dope moment of them getting those proton packs on for the first time it's in five years at that point. Um, oh, and, you know who? The, and the judge was in uh, Scarface, and he's been in a bunch of yeah, other he's stuff. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy. The the cop, totally right? Yeah. The cop. Yeah. And Jason Reitman has a cameo in the beginning. Does he? Yeah, he's the boy the that tells party. him. He's like. My father thinks you're full of shit or whatever, or full oh, of crap. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that's Jason Reitman. But yeah, my favorite moment is the Scalari Brothers. And I, you know how Jen mentions she laughs at those random things when uh, they're saying, Do, Ray, Ray, Ray. Ray. I <laughs> Yeah, that's a great one. It's a great scene. It was funny. And then I th- I'm trying to think of anything else that really stood out like as top, top moments. But I think that... And then you go back to... That song that's playing, I think it was Run DMC. Okay. And it shows like them just back in action. And yeah, I do like montage. the Ecto 2. I don't like it as much as Ecto 1 because it's too extra. It's very extra. With like, those, yeah, all those lights at the, those top. Lights at the top. Oh, I was like, why did this get taller? Like, why? <laughs> yeah, I why? I liked it, but you know, not as much as Ecto 1. But what, what do you got, Jen? Do you have anything that stands um, out? Well... <laughs> I like the make-out moment with Janine and, and on the couch, and he's just like, all these kisses on his face, and she's like coming on to him. His reaction when Dana walks in, he's like, oh! oh. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. <laughs> oh, no, another great moment in the courtroom. I think the courtroom scene at whole is probably my favorite scene in the movie, where Peter's leading... The witness, like, what to say? He's like telling him what to say. <laughs> and he's like, oh, "Wait, what? Oh, okay." <laughs> or I like, well, he's see, he's funny too because he's like, "Oh, I just did a lawyer like night school." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, I and think then, you uh, got the wrong Dan, guy. No, and then I Dan Aykroyd's like, "Ray's like, that's okay, Lewis. We were arrested at night." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, oh, who played? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. You're who right. played the uh, assistant to the governor? Mayor, sorry. Oh, that's Bill um, Fuller. That's, yeah, he yeah, was he, in, he's in Psych. Yeah. He's yeah. also in Buffy. Like, I recognize him from uh, Buffy. Yeah. Oh, Buffy too. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's really good at being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Cheech like, Marinin. Cheech Marinin got like two scenes. I, I had a double that. take. I was like, I had to, I'm like, is that Cheech? That Cheech? Uh, <laughs> All right. So, and then moving on to the moment that I think has aged the worst or what the fuck moment. How is the Statue of Liberty back in its place at the end of the movie? Because <laughs> it must have not been a lot of time from the end to the time they get the key to the city. And the Statue of Liberty just hanging out there. Uh, I put Venkman calling the prosecutor Kitten. Oh, yeah, and he's touching her hand. He's like, yeah, oh, like he oh, completely misogynistic scene. I was like, wow, that's not good. But that's his character, though. I mean, well, it, yeah, it fair, is. fair. But like, you have people like that now still, but. Yeah, that's like that's disrespectful in the courtroom to someone. I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's to me. I was like, ooh. 
Oh, and then when he's like, look. oh, there's so many holes in First Avenue, I'm surprised <laughs> anyone <laughs> noticed. Like, no, I mean, notice. nothing's changed. I'm sure First Avenue is still a shithole. They all have holes. Yeah. Uh, my thing, the cheesy thing, was when Oscar's out on the ledge and he's walking. I'm like, he would not walk. He's eight months old. <laughs> Ooh, nice. He would nice. not walk. And I get it. He like, was possessed. I know, I know, but whatever. And I just like was like, and then I'm like, Dana, I guess like, no, obviously, like if my baby was out on the ledge, I'd go out there too. But like, uh, and then like the ghost comes and sweeps yeah. Oscar yeah. up and he's just magically not falling through the thing and then can we talk about his death. That what was what cheese. is dana's job that she has so many dope apartments yeah man <laughs> 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 and we know how expensive new york is absolutely like in part one i mean like that one i get because she's a musician she's a musician not even just a musician but like for a giant orchestra that plays at lincoln square but i don't know if she's first lincoln chair lincoln though she's, she's not like i don't know if she is the first chair i don't think she is and then right then she left it because she wanted to like have more she, part time because then she's in the museum and she's an art restorer and I actually did like those scenes because I like art and yeah that's like, cute that's kind of cool um and like I was like wasn't she just an orphan <laughs> yes but they do bring up that she's like yes because Dave was like no just wait for it but and she, then they brought it up she's so. doing really well for herself I was like she's very skilled because her apartment in part woman. two is actually nicer than the one in part one it's nuts so and how does Rick Moranis still live down the hall from her? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he, doesn't live, he doesn't live there anymore. I, I, I thought he did. And no, it came no, no. off like he did. I apologize. Bu- it's not the same building anymore. Yeah, and he. I know he, that, he, but he I thought he moved as well, and I thought they were still neighbors there. for some reason. I no, apologize. No, but, yeah, but Rick Moranis was fine. He's like, <laughs> I just love how he uh, at the end when no in the court courtroom too when he's like, my guys are under a magician's restraining order. He couldn't even say the word correctly. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, as huge fans of the first one, were you guys like, and I'm huge fan as well but were you guys more upset that they weren't together in the second one that they broke them up and everything or did oh, that not matter to like you when guys when the movie starts up that they're not they're not they're not a team anymore uh, I think the fact that um, Winston and Ray were still together yeah. like, doing, doing the kids shows together that was cool mm-hmm. it looked like I got the sense that they hung out except for yeah. except for Peter it, like, it sounded like they all still kept and they kind of shut that no, up don't too don't talk about Peter and uh, oh, Dana? Oh, with Dana I was fine with that yeah Dana no well, I was fine with that though, yeah, I didn't want him with her the backstory too like that they broke up she got married had a kid they got divorced I was like wow that's a lot's cool. happened now, in five years now we need Really short. We need Oscar in this new movie coming up. Ooh. And they're probably going to be together in this movie coming up. Oh, yeah. I hope not. I don't know. I don't think so. She deserves so much better. <laughs> she does. Damn. She There's definitely no better does. than Bill Murray. Yeah. No, she does. <laughs> I <laughs> leave Casey for Bill Murray. She, she knew it from the beginning. Like, after the yeah. first one, like, she dated him, but that she knew, like, he never wanted to commit. He never wanted. And he even said it himself in the second movie. So it's like, I hope that they're not together. And if they put them together. That's forcing it. That's forcing it. Yeah, like, it just, it didn't work. They didn't want the same things. They didn't want the same things. And you can't, like, make someone... Then why did you want Han and Leia together? They're complete opposites. So Han and Leia both had a thing for each other, and you can see the chemistry. Yeah, but there's Vickman imposed himself on Dana. But then she fell in love with him. No, she didn't. She did. She loved how he was with Oscar. But this is a different... This is different. How you are with children is not enough to make you fall in (laughs) love with someone. Yeah. No, this is totally different. I, I'm totally argument. with Jenny on this one. I don't. It's not the same argument. I think they have really good. Like maybe they hook up, but don't marry him. Yeah, I mean we'll see what happens. Uh, and I think the last thing about the movie before I get into some facts about it is um, 
That Bobby Brown song is dope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and last one about uh, before I get to the fun facts. How do you like the logo with the two? The two. I thought I liked that. I thought it was cute. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. All right. So I somehow was able to find some fun facts about this movie. So uh, originally, the producers planned on having the Crash Hindenburg appear Ooh. as a ghostly airship. They dumped this in favor of apparitions coming off the Titanic. I kind of like the Titanic thing. A Titanic. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. And it play, again, it plays part of the city. Yeah. Oh, uh, good, yeah, good call out. Yeah. Yeah, because they were supposed to come to New York. It was coming, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were on the way to New York. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sad. R.I.P. Leo. Or what's his name? Jack. <laughs> Jack. Jack. He wasn't really on the Titanic, so really. <laughs> Thanks, Jed. Well, it's true. I just don't, you know, like, factually, Titanic has some real people on it, but it's also not some real. As mentioned before, character. the kid who tells Ray, according to his dad, the Ghostbusters are full of crap, is Jason Reitman, who will now be directing the new Ghostbusters. So cool. That's definitely hmm. cool. The term proton pack was never officially used on screen until the Ghostbusters are in the subway tunnel. And Egon says, before we're going further, I think we should get our proton packs. Yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even catch that. So hmm. it must have been the cartoons then. Yes. I, think some, so. I, knew, I knew I went into it knowing they were called proton packs. The original VHS and later disc release of the movie was in letterbox, causing complaints to a video store, prompting them to call RCA Columbia to find out if there was a problem in the printing. To make matters worse, it was not letterbox in the film's original aspect ratio of 235, but rather letterbox and panned and scanned it to 166 frame. Pretty much, it's very technical. The release was all fucked up because if you can't see it. You can't see yeah. everything. So wow. that's pretty interesting. And I remember my first DVD copy of Ghostbusters 2 wasn't that great either. Got so it. It wasn't so Blu-ray. Um, because the real Ghostbusters animated spinoff was so popular with the kids, Reitman, Ac- Aykroyd, and Ramis made a conscious effort to tone down all the adult innuendos and behaviors from the oh, previous movie. Wow. Because kids that were watching the Ghostbusters show would be watching the movie interesting and that's true there are a lot of less adult very much so jokes. yeah he's, he's less rapey oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that makes any good show less rapey, <laughs> less rapey. <laughs> do what you did in part one just less rapey this i didn't know uh when ray egon and winston go down into the sewer to examine the slime and winston is using a measuring device to see how deep it is uh, that's what she said uh, <laughs> Uh, Ramus or Ackroyd actually called Winston Ernie by mistake, and, oh, they left it in, and they left it in the film. Oh, wow. So, and then finally, the movie ends at, at New Year's, so it must have been around Christmas time when the majority of events took place. There is a surprising lack of Christmas decorations in New York City. Good so point. that's that's that. I mean, the only thing left to say, I mean, I think the movie is a lot better than people give it credit to. Agreed. It's a shit villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me. Very forgettable. I know Jen loves art, but a villain is a painting. That's not fun. Uh, a, a painting that wants to go and possess a baby. I get that. He just wants to be reborn. So was he going to grow up into be a man, or was he going to stay as a baby, though? He just grows up. I think up. he was going to grow up. I think he was going to grow up. I think they're going to... Best way, Leo, I think he was going to jack it from Supernatural. Jack like, just age himself. So, yeah, so that pretty much covers that. Uh, and then we can finish off is the reason I think, and it goes into what, you, what I wanted your opinion on, Rye. So the reason I think this one's progressed better is because, all right, so 2016 when the all-female-led Ghostbusters re- released, yeah. I saw it, Same. and I didn't hate it. I actually didn't think it was 
as terrible as I expected. It's one of those I went in with zero expectations, and it was fine. It had its moments, but a few, maybe like a year ago, I rewatched all four, all three, three back to back to back, right? And through the 2016 one, it was the second time I'd watched it. The ending really did not age well at all. It feels so fake as opposed to a movie that the villain is a painting and you're like, <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be for so many years. I thought it was so shitty. And then rewatching this and I'm like, wait a minute. Like the villain is just some guy that really doesn't really have any motive to do what he's doing and unleash these ghosts. And then the CGI on it is really over the top. And I really didn't, it didn't hold up for gotcha. me. The movie isn't terrible. This, you know, I'm not I gonna... disagree. Oh, you think it's terrible? I like me, and, uh, Casey, and I watched it for the first time last night. We were both like halfway through. We're like, this is the biggest piece of crap I've seen in a while. Yeah. So I goes with me. My my, my things against it, and I kind of kind of alluded to it a little earlier with uh, with you and Jenny. Um, so I think Ghostbusters One was a movie about four dudes that start hunting ghosts. And during the course of the movie, there's quips, there's some funny moments, but it wasn't created to be a comedic movie. It's just it just happens to it be wasn't. funny. Yeah, agreed. Similar to part two. Part three was a they made it a comedy and they added Ghostbuster elements to it. I just mm-hmm. it didn't hmm. feel organic. It didn't feel Oh like, no, it didn't. It That's... felt the most forced of all the movies where it was like, Oh, let's make this recipe of Ghostbuster movies and it's you need four comedians. Let's really just be honest. Of the four original Ghostbusters, how many actually acted like comedians in None Ghostbusters One? None of them. Yeah, None. right. Yeah. So you pick four comedians and make them make all these funny jokes, and like at the same time they're having ghostbusting fun. But it just felt like that's it a was good like, point. Like, that's like, a very good point. Yeah. I, I remember a scene that I hated in the trailer. I hated when I first saw it, and then when I saw it the second time, I'm like, it goes. I think it's a perfect example of exactly what you were saying. Is when uh. Mind you, she's the best part of the movie, Kate McKinnon. Yeah, when she, absolutely. When, when Kristen Wiig is walking and she has the wig on. She's definitely the best part. And she has the wig on, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking forced. Like, mm-hmm. it's so unnecessary. And I like Paul Feig. He, he like, does good you stuff. Know, a lot of, like, a lot of male directors sometimes have a very hard time of directing females. females. Yeah. But he does a great job because I like all of his movies are female leads. I don't think he has a movie that has gets a good call out. Male leads. Yeah. And I think they're mostly great. I don't love Bridesmaids, but I do love Spy. You just don't get Bridesmaids. I do get Bridesmaids. <laughs> it's not as funny as everyone makes it out to be. No, it's hilarious. That scene where everyone's taking and a I, shit. Maybe, we're getting, maybe, trying maybe, to... maybe because it's like you haven't been in a wedding as I a just got married! Wow. <laughs> that was one of the greatest moments I have witnessed between you two. What? Maybe as, because you haven't been to a wedding. Wait a minute. I just got married to you. You haven't been. You just don't get it. You don't get it because there's always so. One do you in the group did you guys just take like random that. shits while you're trying yeah, on your we dresses? Didn't, but we didn't to go to a Brazilian shits. steakhouse and get food poisoning. So no, we didn't have to take a random shit in a bridal <laughs> shop because we didn't go to a Brazilian steakhouse. Also, everyone knows you don't eat before you try on dresses. Anywho, but Fun like facts. to Leo's point, yeah, it's I see what you mean about the forced comedy right? and that the first two, even two, is not as great as the first one. It's not forced. It's still at not all. forced. I yeah. agree. So I, I get I get what Ryan's like that this was trash. Part three was not the same effortless movies that one and two were. Yeah, I I think part two... three felt more rapey than that scene in part one. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
I think three got a lot of, you know, positive reviews because I don't know one of those PC kind of movements. Yeah, it's that. And I don't like that either. Like, I would have given it. I stand by my rating. No, I think I gave it two and a half. I think I gave it two and a half. I stand by my rating. It's just on the lower half of two and a half, not, gotcha. not the higher end of two and a half. If that makes sense, closer sense. to two. Mm. It's more like closer two, to two than closer to three. two point five one. Yeah, two point five. Yeah, it's like two and a quarter. <laughs> yeah. So, but with that being said, Ghostbusters three. 2020 next summer it's my most anticipated movie of next year yeah um mm. as long I as it's done think, right yeah i think i'm walking in with the expectation that the guys are not going to be the leads that the family will be the lead and they will somehow be connected to the guys got it it wouldn't shock me if so you're thinking like they've been retired, long gone. There's yeah. no need for Ghostbusters in this world. Something happens to this family and draws them all back yeah. together. And I also think Real they're not going to be busting ghosts the whole movie because they're old. <laughs> so I will say another complaint with the reboot. If I saw this before I saw Ragnarok, I would have had no faith in Chris Hemsworth being funny. Oh, I thought he was funny in this. I actually thought he's the best, like, outside of... Other than Kate McKinnon. Outside of Kate McKinnon, I thought yeah. it was hilarious. What did you think, babe? What do you think of Ghostbusters the reboot? <laughs> just shake your head and just go no. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong? Actually, with Chris? this was this was Casey's uh, Ghostbusting cherry as well. She's never seen Ghostbusters. Wait, please don't <laughs> tell me she watched Ghostbusters three before she watched Ghostbusters one and two. No, oh, we did one, two, and oh, three. Oh, thank God! I was so worried. Okay, okay, cool. But yeah, that pretty much wraps it up this week. Next week is uh, one I've been looking forward to for a very, 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 very long time. Same. On the anniversary Same. of the 1989 classic. Yeah. Batman. Tim Burton's Batman. I have a lot to say. How many Batman <laughs> copies do you own? Uh, three. No. Mm. Uh, four. Four. How many times have you dressed up as Batman? I've never dressed up as Batman. No? no. you got to do it. What? No. You gotta be Batman. I can't. You have to do it for next week's episode. I don't have the physique to be Batman. <laughs> Just sit there dressed as Batman. Um, oh yes, we should all wear Batman stuff and do the podcast as Batman. I do have a little cowl. I'll wear my cowl. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of notes. I have a lot to say. It's the most important comic book movie of all time. Agreed. And I will tell you why next week. So, for that being said, busting makes you feel good. Busting makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Later, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalking at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.